Welcome to the coaches meeting. That's the coach. I'm Greg Cohn. What's up? What's up? Uh, Uh, The idea of the show today is um, at the end of every season, every sport, players come in and they get... They sort of have a, a an interview, a meeting with their coaches who say what they liked about what they did and what they want them to work on in the offseason. And we're going to do that today. I don't know if we're going to be speaking directly to players, but we'll be talking about them. And uh, if they're watching, you know, get your popcorn because we're going to tell it like it is. Ain't that right? <laughs> we're just going to have a good exit meeting. It's good yes. to chart progress, uh, yeah. the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, that's yeah. what we're here to do. So we'll start with the defensive position groups. We'll go to offense, then we'll go special teams, and then we'll get the big guy, Kyle Shanahan, who did a lot of okay. good stuff this year. So Kyle, mm-hmm. don't move, don't leave. We're going to talk. We're going to come back to you, Kyle. But we got to start with uh, the. Let's start with the defensive backs. What do okay. we like specifically about individual uh, play in the defensive backfield? Uh, they overachieved. Yep. Uh, um, if we're if we're going to look at from the start to finish in an exit meeting, it all counts. Um, from how you came into camp, how you did preseason, how you practiced, prepared, and went through the season. And at first, um, if you want to look at earlier on Grant with what we had going on with our secondary, we were strong. Emmanuel Mosley, uh, Gip, um, I think uh, uh, Jimmy was hurt at first. He didn't come in right away, but Traverius was as advertised, if not more. And uh, that we came through quite a rough patch of adversity through – the first quarter of the season going into the second. We lost E-Man. Um, we lost uh, we lost JV. We lost Verrett. And we had to insert some young guys that had basically had to learn on the fly, time on task. Mm-hmm. And Diamador Lenore, who struggled um, with uh, deep passes and uh, scramble coverage. And that kind of bled into a lot of things on the corner side. Uh, but I'm pleased with where we are. Uh, I, I think that for the good is concerned, uh, we were very physical this year. Uh, we were one of the most physical tackling um, secondaries in the in the league. Um, you don't have one of the number one rushing defenses in the league, and your secondary doesn't come to play on the back end. Uh, so, as far as imp- uh, as far as positives are concerned, that's where that's as far as I'm willing to go with our with our secondary. I feel as though that we had time on task with young guys stepping up and actually finishing strong. Uh, I was happy with Debo. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't give up on him. He he turned out to really bring in some confidence that he's going to be able to carry into next year. Um, yeah. The same thing with Javarius Ward. Yeah. Uh, you know, a corner is one of those positions where they don't really know what you're doing until you're going bad. Javarius um, mm-hmm. came in in the beginning of the year wanting to prove that he was, not only did he get his deal, but he's a number one corner and he deserves to be paid like a number one corner. Uh, he came in with a chip on his shoulder. He did good for the most part. He was part. really good in the NFC Championship game too. He, was, he was a really good job good against A.J. Brown. Game. Yes. He was. Yeah. Um, but we saw we saw some things uh, that leaked through in the, same, in the Seattle game. Yeah. Uh, we saw him struggle in the Las Vegas game. Yep. And uh, if I had to in part anything on your various ward moving forward is to just really focus on your keys. You know, don't, don't get bored out there just because you're supposed to be the guy. Um, You know, um, so safety wise, um, I would have to really commend first of all, and I said safety, but I'm going to dip out Jimmy Ward. Uh, (laughs) Cause he wants to be called a safety, but he's really our nickel. Uh, Jimmy had a really good year playing nickel. He had a phenomenal year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that 
it, and not just a phenomenal year for a safety playing nickel, a phenomenal right. year for a nickel. Yeah. Uh, um, I think Jimmy is going to get paid. I, I, you know, I do yeah. believe that this is his swan song uh, with us. Which but, is too bad because I feel like what he's going to get paid is um, – worth it for what he brings and not mm-hmm. it doesn't break the bank it doesn't tip the scales of your salary cap structure like but it's too but i don't know if the niners can afford him because they're spending a lot of money on some other players right and, and on top of it is that jimmy had to get warmed up uh into the season he was hurt before uh i believe jimmy's 30 plus and he's gonna be looking for a golden parachute deal he's gonna be looking for something that really he's gonna no really doubt. want his chunk of the apple and i don't blame him Get it. What what I want to say real quick before we move on from Jimmy is longest tenured 49er. uh, If this is the end for him, he goes down as one of the more underrated DBs uh, since I've been covering the team. I mean, played all the positions in the defensive backfield, played two of them at a very high level, never really got the recognition he deserved, wasn't a self-promoter, wasn't like, you know. played out of position. Yeah, it wasn't like some players on the team that are like always, you know. In the video, dancing in the uh, all up in the camera, all wasn't that kind of guy. Wasn't that yeah. kind of guy. So salute Jimmy, not just because he gave me the shout out, but he deserves one. No one ever, no one ever freaking uh, acknowledged him locally uh, yeah. in the media. It's like he never was here. He just well, played his one, position. One of the things is that I'll notice about Jimmy is that Jimmy is kind of like uh, uh, he mar- he marches to the beat of his own drum. Uh, I love that about him. So do I. Yeah, um, and he's a part of the team, but. He's going to show who he is as a person first before you'll see the logo. There's some guys that. where you see the man yeah. before the logo. and Maybe you're not uh, supposed to do that in football, guys. but I wasn't a football player. I like being an individualist like that, so salute Jimmy. Well, that's why I'm not in football anymore because you <laughs> got to have – you. there's an individuality that you have to give up to be – You have to sacrifice it. It's, a, it's, a, it's all part of the sacrifice. I get it. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. Diamador Lenore. Man, right. he improved as the season went on. I know you, you mentioned yes. it already, but we really – I was so hard on Diamador Lenore because it's like, man, this is a championship team, and you might be the reason they don't – he was not the reason. In fact, in, this, in the playoffs, he made two of the biggest plays on the defense. So I, I don't know if he's going to be a starting corner next year, but if he's the nickel, he is – he's a good player. He's a good player. Well – he deserves to be on the field. I, yeah. I don't think that I don't think that there's a point in time anywhere in training camp where Diamondo Lenore needs to figure out if he needs to fight for reps. He, yep. um, I feel like for the position that he was thrusted in, I mean, he he wasn't out there for free. He's getting paid, but for the position that he was put in and how he performed on the stage in which he performed, I mean, he's in the driver's seat. The ball is in his court. The only thing, if Diamondo Lenore is fighting for reps. When camp comes in, there's only two reasons why I believe that happens. That's if we went and got a guy, uh, we went and got a free agent, or he regressed and didn't get better over the offseason. Yeah. Um, let's go to the safeties real quick. Talanoa, all pro season, first year as a starter, did a lot of good things. Um, right. Let's start with the positive. I mean, he's a playmaker. He you, ah. he can blitz. He intercepts passes. He forces fumbles. He recovers fumbles. Like, he is a bit of an X factor, and it's like he's very young. He could get even better. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, when I think about Talanoa, I think about appreciation over possession. Um, when you get a kid that good, that instinctual, you almost want to get in his way and coach him up. You want to you mm-hmm. really get in his way. But you don't possess a player like him. You appreciate a player like Talanoa. I think that he has instinct um, that – 
can that there's no ceiling to his instinct. I think that he's going to get a lot better. Uh, I think that getting burned on yeah. the stages that he got yeah. burned at was good for him. And one of the things that I like about a player like like Talanoa is that uh, with Huff, there's a difference between instincts and just a first step. You mm. know, um, mm. when you have instincts, you can't really make adjustments the way he was making after those bad games where he was getting hurt with his lazy eyes and messing up technique. So right. for me, the fact that he was able to rectify that in real time, you know, it's it's one thing to see a mistake and have a whole week to mull over it and then only get one shot to prove yourself again. And yeah. for him to actually make those adjustments week yeah. to week shows the type of pro that he's yeah. going to be. Yeah, because we, we were all worried about him. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is, is this guy a liability out there? Are teams starting to figure right. him out? And then he made the adjustment, and he wasn't. Right. So I, I feel like, again, there's a difference between being instinctual and doing way too much. And I feel like yeah. for a month or so, he was – D'Amico called it hero ball. You don't yeah. need to do that. You can you can play your position and, you know, take your shots when you when you have the instinct. But the same, you don't have to be doing that every single play. So I think he found the balance as the season went on. And the last person I want to talk about who really was the, uh, the most under-discussed player on the team this year, Tashawn Gibson. Yeah. Tashawn Gibson got no, no accolades, zero. Yeah. And I just want to point out what his numbers were this year, all right? Uh, talk about he was targeted in 17 games. He picked off five passes. He was targeted 35 times. He gave up a quarterback rating of 63, and no one noticed. This dude is he 32 years old. He had the career of his year. He had the dude, career of his life. He did, and you know what? he's actually had a hell of a career. He's bounced around the league, but every single team he goes to, he starts and plays well. So salute to Sean, dude. Great, great season. Good yeah. guy. I yeah. mean, this is the time. This is this around the season. I know from a fan perspective, we didn't get what we wanted. But this is around the time where when you finish a season like that, as an individual player, you can't help but look back on what you've done. You yeah. know, uh, he yeah. had the season of his career. He should um, be so proud of himself. He should be thrilled. Yeah. Not only is he a lynch, was he a linchpin in doing it? He, You know what? He could have had this year on some slack-ass squad True. and nobody would have cared. Right? right, the fact that he had this type of season on this defense on this stage bodes well for him getting another deal. I'm happy for him. Um, hey, can I tell you something real quick? Real, a, a little uh, fun fact about Tashawn Gibson. Can up? you guess how many interceptions he has in his career? He's played for 11 seasons. Guess five interceptions for his career. Career five. interceptions. Five. 32. 32. Man. This dude's a good freaking player. This dude's really good. So, hey, I don't Gip, know. He was on a practice this, squad. Hold on, hold on. Hey, Gip, if you watching this, my bad, bro. That's like, crazy. Who, who the hell are you, Tashar? Where did you That's come crazy. from? Whoa. Yeah, man, 32. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, but there, you know what? what's awesome about football is that there's guys like that all over the league, man. Yeah. All over the league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So salute this. Hey, let's do it yeah. like this. Let's give a little grade at the end of uh, each section for what let's would go. you give this position for their uh, for their season, their performance this season? Corners and safeties are everybody together. Corners and safeties. Yeah, Corners, I mean, I mean, like the whole the whole defensive backfield. Defensive backfield, I give a B plus. I was gonna say B plus too. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. B plus. I give a B plus. I like it. I like it. Official B and A music eighty eight says Ward about to get twenty M's from death row. <laughs> 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 that's hella funny uh it's true 
You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't want P. Diddy all up in the video, man. Although, nah, I, nah. I always felt that P. Diddy enhanced the video with it. I liked the way he danced. And I liked the yeah. way he would be like, you know, the little things he would say on, on, the, on the bad Take boy. That. I always, Mace <laughs> with the shot. I love that stuff. Mace I'm sorry. Mace with the shiny suits. Take that. Because the way I always feel like, I, I like New York rap, and I always feel like the little boroughs are different, and the Harlem rappers have a very, like, fly way about them, and P. Diddy was, like, the ultimate buoyant. with that. Hell yeah, I love that about, yeah. you know, you know the Queens guys are, hella, you know, hard and stuff, and but um, I'm from the Bay, like, being the hardest rapper isn't the coolest thing to me, like, I kind of like dudes who are fly. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, let's talk linebackers. This is arguably the best linebacker unit in the league. Um, let's start with uh, Fred Warner. I mean, um, good on good on good. Uh, Fred had arguably, for one stretch, I felt like Fred was outdoing himself uh, yeah. of the season. Um, great leader. What can you say about how you play like that on a consistent level? You know, He's so consistent, man. He's consistent. so freaking consistent. Like, yeah. When you're so good, you forget about somebody being on the field. You know you have a ball player. Uh, yeah. um, one thing that I also would love to talk about and point out for Fred is that Fred has become quite a voice and a spokesman yeah. for the team. He has I become really, the voice. The voice. Yeah. yeah. I really respect how yeah. he galvanized, and galvanized the boys and led the troop on respecting Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. That I feel like Fred was one of the first people to come out and start I, I feel like his confidence kind of put everybody else back about how matter of factly he was about Brock and just um I think that Fred is never going to stop getting coached but there is a point when when a player does he's so accountable he's reached so many pinnacles to where he wants to be as a player that he starts getting consulted rather than being coached and I think Fred is on that level um where consulted um, I like that I like that yeah. Hey, we got some, um, some suggestions. Take them or leave them. We kind of trust you at this point. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I think Fred, it's his defense. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I think uh, stay healthy. Um, make sure that you're ready to rock again because as, as the world turns in San Francisco, um, our team can't – we can't have – we can't have enough steadfast linchpin players like Fred Warner on our team. Yeah, right. Fred, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah, that's my that that those are my coaching points, my quality control coaching points. The stability. Stuff. Keep doing, just keep doing yeah. exactly what you're doing. You are the model of professionalism and excellence on this team. Dre Greenlaw, let's talk about Dre. I mean, are you ready to be a superstar? Because they're gonna say that it was a fluke, baby. They're gonna say it was a fluke. I mean, my biggest thing from Dre is. Can you do it again? Um, this was your first season that you got through healthy, relatively healthy. Um, the season before, uh, you dealt with injuries. And the biggest thing that I would say to Dre is try to start focusing on picking your spots. We don't need you to be a hammer at all times. We want you to last. That's what I was going to say. Well, keep going. I'm going to say something else. Yeah, um, but um, you can add. Go ahead. Okay, so my, my thing with Dre is Dre, I, I love watching Dre Greenlaw play, and I feel like he's on the cusp of being an all-pro. But the, maybe the one reason that he wasn't or a pro bowler is six 15-yard penalties? Six? Dude, it was coming. Can, can, you, can you please cut that out of your game, Dre? Because like, yeah. if you do, like, you're, you're a complete – 
excellent elite linebacker. And that's it. Every time you do that, it's like so unnecessary. It makes me want to tear my hair. I was like, what? Dre, no, why? You're a vet. You're smart. It's not. I mean, he seems when he talks, he's so reasonable. He doesn't seem like he's out there like he's a dirty player at all. He doesn't right. seem stupid. He seems smart. He seems like he's not a dirty player. It just seems like this is something that he, he could cut out. You know, six yeah, in a season? I mean, Come it, on. That, that's not counting the one in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, it's just, it, No, it, it is it's, counting the one in the playoffs, sorry. It's more it of a counting. mantra. It's a calling card. It's an edict. It's the way he plays. I would never I tell know. another player to stop doing something on the field um, that keeps right. him on his edge. Um, I, I will I will tell him to pick his spots, yeah. understand the situation, yeah. know what's going on before you start teeing off, That's you know, um, uh, I, you know, because these are grown yeah. men, you know, yes. we're talking to grown men, you know, you're not just going to tell somebody to do something on the field who makes more money than you. This is the only you're thing I got to say for Drake, because to me, he's got it. Like he's reached, he's right there with Fred, but Fred doesn't do this as much. Right. As, I mean... You, hey, once three, once or twice a season, three times, fine, man, of course. But six times, and by the end, it felt like, here it comes. The Dre Greenlaw 15-yard penalty is coming at some point in this game. Oh, there it is. So, I, I'm just more I'm more focused on Dre just taking care of his body. I, that's fair. I, 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 want, I want Dre to stay Because he just throws it around. Yeah, and um, I feel like, we, Dre, we already know. We already You got your calling card, bro. You've earned your reputation. Yeah. You know who you are. Um, and I'm never going to tell you to take anything off the gas. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dre make like some good form tackles. You know, we we want Dre to be around. Um, yeah. We lost. Yeah. Come on, man. We lost Navarro and Pat because That's they true. didn't last. And I think um, it's possible that Dre was not a hundred percent down the stretch. He got hurt against he was the not Raiders, hundred percent, and he was, he was soldiering through it. Yeah, yeah, he soldiered yeah. through that back injury. He was yeah. not healthy. Yeah, um, Aziz Al Shair, you're a free agent. You were sort of the not the odd man out, but you were the third guy in a defense that's. Not playing base all the time, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going with D'Amico and being his new Mike linebacker in, in uh, Houston. Although I don't know, I think he, I think Aziz Alshair is a hell of a run defender and uh, an all-around good linebacker, and I think he's been an asset to the defense the last few years. Yeah, um, I hate to say this, but it's been real. I yeah, mean, it's been uh, real. It's been real. It's been can't real. pay everybody. Uh, yep. Yeah, you can't pay them all. Um, Aziz, uh, I think what really. I think uh, just the chronological order of Aziz having that year with Dre being hurt and then abruptly having to go into a supplementary role um, with Dre coming back. And then for Dre to be doing so well, you can't help but cheer your own teammate. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, the origin story of Aziz, him and D'Amico are very close. Um, I believe they slept on, I think slept on D'Amico's couch. Like they, they're both. Oh, they're, wow. they're, okay. Yeah. Um, so, he's going to Houston. Um, he's going to Houston yeah. for sure. Yeah. So uh, there, uh, he's been. He was a homegrown talent. Yeah. Um, that came in. I, was he? I think he was undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah. Undrafted. Uh, yeah. And it's time for him to go get his bag. It's time for him. He's deserved his stage. And that's yeah. the, you know, that's the beacon of a good of a good organization is that you know it's free flowing because you just can't hoard everything. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's one of the problems we have. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm happy for him. I wish him the best. I, um, as he's yeah. leaving, I wouldn't say anything negative about him, but he deserves his bag. And he's and done I think it the right way. He, he actually might be a better fit at middle linebacker. Um, he was sort of playing outside linebacker here. Whenever mm -hmm. Fred Warner got hurt, he would be the guy to move into the Mike 
maybe that's a better position for him. Um, You've mentioned that before, and I actually watched. I be, I agree with you because um, I mean, I be, think on the on the edges, you need more like sideline to sideline speed. I don't know. Yeah, don't exactly. Know. And I believe that's. Yeah. I mean, that's Dre all day. But that's Dre yeah, all day, Aziz sure. is going to do phenomenal in his next role. I would be surprised if he stays. Let's give uh, a grade for the linebackers for this season. A plus. A plus. We are the best linebacking core in the NFL. The reason why we got away with so much on our defense is because of that linebacking core. Um, yeah, I feel it. You could say that the D-line is the strength of the defense, but <clears throat> in a sense, a lot of teams have good D-lines. Look at Dallas. Look at Philly. Not, a, not. I don't know if there's another team that has a linebacker, uh, linebacking group like this. They're ahead they of the curve. They got one. Yeah, Somebody maybe got like, one. Maybe have one in a possible, but they don't have yeah. the three that we got. Absolutely. And that really differentiates the 49ers. William Bennett Bonnet says, what are the chances they offload a big contract or make a Buckner type move this offseason? Team doesn't need an overhaul, but maybe a shakeup. Well, the Buckner type move would be Ayuk, but that would be next year. If you don't want to give him an extension, you wouldn't trade him this year. There'd be no reason to do that. Um, no. But so I don't think so. I don't think so. Is there a Buckner move? I mean, you can't trade. I don't think you could trade Armstead. I don't think you trade Armstead. You can't trade Armstead. Him. Just you can't. He's so, locked in. He's locked in. I don't know. I'll think about that. Uh, Brady Hill says hopefully Trey working on that arm fatigue. Oh my god, hilarious! I forgot about that. Okay, we'll get to him a little bit later. Defense alignment. Uh, well, let's just start with the hundred million dollar man, uh, Nick Bosa. Nicholas. Uh, great year. Yeah. Phenomenal year. Yeah, you got uh, again, that bag, baby. Congrats. You got that got bag. Got the bag. You got Locked the bag. It down. Yep. Um, what I would focus more on with, with <clears throat> Nick that I was really impressed with is how much he did a lot of dirty work this year. Um, <clears throat> he, he he got a lot of sacks, but he wasn't necessarily featured a lot this year. To He, he had to get those on his own. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, He moved around a lot this year. And another thing that I think we can all be proud of is that um, for the most part, Nick was very durable this year. We didn't yeah. have any. We didn't have he missed any one game. Missed he missed one game. One game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Nick was very durable. Uh, I think that um, he wants to he wants to compound on what he has coming forward. But the biggest thing for Nick is just to understand that he's not getting paid until training camp. <laughs> like he's not he's not gonna get paid for a while. Uh, you know, we're gonna wait until the bitter end and. Uh, that's just the way the Niners do business. Yeah. Um, Someone was just asking if there would be a Buckner trade. If there were a Buckner trade, it would be Bosa. It would be the Niners saying, we don't want to spend $35 million a year, whatever it is, on Bosa. We'll trade him for three first-round picks. They're not going to do that. They love Nick Bosa like he's their firstborn. They he's do. a culture fit. Oh, my God. He's a culture They fit. freaking love him. Yeah. They drafted him. They developed him. They they love him. He's staying. Yeah. He's staying. Um, yeah. Which is kind of – I feel like Nick is probably like the only – Honestly, I'm I'm worried about losing Coach Kasarek. Not to get off topic, but yeah, um, I feel like Nick is the only reason why we will probably keep Coach Kasarek. Well, um, I think th there was a report say that the Niners are considering promoting him. Maybe that's them uh, acknowledging that they might lose him. I I interviewed him at the beginning of the season. I said, "Do you want to be a D coordinator?" He flat out said, "No." He's like, you know, I know I, I, when I was younger. I, I, I was ambitious, so I tried to watch coverages, but then I didn't like watching coverages, and I just kept watching the D-line. I was like, great. I feel you yeah. on that. Anyway. Um, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So Bosa's great. Uh, it, he, he needs help, though, because it seemed like either he got hurt or got tired or something happened at the end of the year, and he wasn't able to produce the way he did consistently the, the rest of the year. And I, I'm, it's not his. He's a great player. He needs some help. 
like uh, Hassan Reddick has over in uh, Philly. But we're not getting negative yet. Let's go around and, and give out some more uh, flowers to some of these players on the D-line. Uh, so I, I would love to talk about uh, Samson, Ekubom, and uh, Ebucom. Ebucom. There was an Ekubom when we were younger, but Ebucom is this one. Ekubom. Ekubom. I think he played another sport, too. Ekubom was on. Yeah, for, anyway, Ebucom. Like baseball or something. Something like but, that. Um, yeah. Carlos Ekubom. Doesn't that <laughs> I forget. Sound? I forget. <laughs> Ekubon. Yeah, something like that. All right. Um, Second baseman for the well, Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but I would uh, look at Charles and um, Sam, Sam, and I think that they actually did their jobs. They did really good. I, uh, if you notice, uh, Samson Abucom, he he played hurt the majority of the whole he year. He did. Um, calf, Achilles. Ca- yeah. Calf, Achilles, and he was always yeah. nursing it through the year. Um, and one of the... Uh, another um, thing that I noticed is that he rarely was like a, a, a scratch, um, yeah. even to the point where I've, I've watched a lot of film this year. Sam, Samson was limping off the field after series, um, you know, still coming out. He was managing that injury. Uh, so um, it's hard. About, when D'Amico was asked about him, he would say that he's the best edge setter on the team. Best. Better than Nabosa, which was uh, yeah. high praise. Yeah. Yeah, very high yeah. praise. I mean, yeah. um, and for Charles Aminahue, I think that Charles is I think Charles is blossoming here. Um he 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 came here by way of Houston and he's actually gotten better since he got here. Um they gave him more of a role and he fulfilled it. I think if Charles I think if Charles Aminahue and Samson Ekubom Ebucom Ebucom <laughs> were not doing their job, we'd see more of Drake Jackson. Yep. And uh, I feel like how Drake Jackson was pieced out, you know, given selective reps, um, even being a healthy scratch a lot of times, you could see where the confidence was as far as our edge and pass rushers were this year. Um, if I had to give the edge rushers a grade, mm-hmm. um, Nick, Nick kind of tilts the scales, but I give him a flat B, mm-hmm. maybe a C plus. Yeah. It's just incomplete. It's just incomplete. I mean, yeah. you got A on one side and you got, you know, yeah, not good enough like on the other gotta, side. Yeah. yeah, and you got to balance yeah. it out. If we're looking at them in, the, in their totality, I'd, I'd give them a, I give them a C plus. Um, That's fair. Yeah, That's fair. And then a D tackle. I mean, now we're gonna. Yeah. So really, yeah. what's not fair is. We got a little bit of a group project going on, and the D yeah. linemen just came in and put their name on at the end, like yeah. of the, yeah, the, that's true. the that's tackles. True. That's true. Uh, yeah, like um, for Kinlaw, he, that was it was kind of another lost season. He came in at the end; he was not a hundred percent. Gave the yeah. best he can. I, we understand that's not a, that's uh, not the best. Who he that's is, not who he is. We, we understand that. So yeah. Javon, you're not going anywhere. They're not cutting you. You got another year on your rookie deal. Keep your head down. Don't lose heart. Do. Do your best, put your best foot forward, and next year could be a whole different story. That's all yeah. I got to say about Javon. Yeah, that's. You I know? mean, I, I, you know how I feel about just players in general. Uh, yeah, that's not who he is. That's not. I'm sure when he looks at that film, he's not. Yeah. We're, he's looking at that film, not us. Yeah, right. Yeah. And right. I'm sure when he looks at that film, he's gutted because he knows that that's not a representation of his true skill. You right. know, and right. uh, for what. We we need to do, but it is a business, so I, I just don't want to tie roses around this. Like, 
And he so, could have shut himself down and been like, look, I'm not 100%. I don't want to go out there and embarrass myself. I'll, I'll come back next year. He didn't do that. He wanted to be a part. I respect it. I respect that's it. That's the conversation yeah. that I want to have, Grant. Yeah. All right. So it's like, all right, look. So we got to learn how to live a fight. Another. We got to learn yeah. to live to fight another day. Right? Yeah. And what that means is, is that you can't be so gregarious about getting on the field and right. you know that you're not all the way back yet. You kind right. of set yourself up. All right? Yeah. And moving forward, you kind of just need to be seen and not heard. We need you to just really focus on getting that knee together because for all intents and purposes, you're vulnerable as far as narratives are concerned. So there mm-hmm. don't need to be any narratives about you. Right. 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 So you need right. to be low and slow and come back, head down, ready to go. And you need, you need to be a happy surprise that we just start paying attention to. Because that. that's the Love mode that. that you're in right now. Love that. Um, Armstead. Now with Armstead, to be fair... He got hurt, I want to say, on like the first play of 11 on 11s on the first day of training camp. And then he missed all of training camp and preseason. So he was behind. And then he came back. He wasn't in football shape. And then he got hurt again. Then he missed yes. most of the season. So again, he's that's another guy who was never really himself this year. Right. So when we say you had no sacks this year, or one, uh, it, we get it. But this year, Eric Armstead is taking up a lot. He's going to take up 10.7% of the salary cap. Somehow, yeah. some way, he needs to stay healthy and produce has to he's getting paid more than buckner this year more than buckner okay has to so, so i don't know what that what, what that entails well the thing we're getting he's getting older uh yeah. and and i love eric's leadership because um of how the how the team how his teammates react to him right, right? um you can tell that he's kind of looked at as like a red oak like he's like the hey, big homie He's yes, he's the big yes. homie. He's uncle. Yeah, he's the big right? homie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. because of that, you got to have somebody in there to check him. Because if you can't be checked, you at least need to be able to check yourself. Um. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with Eric, I think I think that um, I just wonder what his preparation looks like over the summer. I would never mm-hmm. question the veracity of how he trains. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. he doesn't train hard, but. What are we doing here? Are we training yeah. too hard and not giving ourselves enough recovery before camp? Are yeah. we bur- are we are we chilling too much during camp? And I mean during the yeah. summer, and then we're kind of ramping up, ramping up, getting training, going into mm-hmm. camp, and then by the time you get to camp, you're overtrained. You yeah, know what are you doing? Yeah. What are we doing? Um, yeah, th- that's that's some. I mean, that's emblematic of something that uh, Nick that Nick Bosa is very open about, where. Mm-hmm. He's always open about his sleep schedule, how much recovery yeah. he takes, when he trains, how he That's trains, true. his nutrition, um, yeah. how he's, he's an open book on that one. He, he ask me, I'll t- I'll do a, I'll do a symposium on it. Where yeah, he true. is a very open book about that yeah. type of stuff. And for Eric, I just feel like if I was behind closed doors with him and I was a trusted coach, I would start talking to him about what do we have to do to try to get you on a track where we can get a full season out of you. Um, yep. we, we, we're trying to make sure, and not only a full season, but you want your leaders to start the season, right? Because yeah. they're important. They carry out so much of your ethos and the identity of yep. what you want your team to be. And it's hard yep. to do that with backups early. You right. know? And if, if you want to make it, uh, an emphasis of starting fasters to get the number one seed, well, Eric needs to be out there week one. Kittle needs to yeah. be out there week one. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. No more. Yeah. Yep. No, we can't. I, I, if, 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 if we had a thing. For everybody 
who we had an exit meeting with on all sides of the ball, it would be, we need to learn how to start early. Yes. We can't yes. warm up anymore. If you want to win the Super Bowl, yeah. you got to take it. And that starts in August, not October. Yeah. Love it. Actually, it starts in May. Kenneth yeah. says, get Deron Payne, get a right tackle, trade Lance. Get Deron Payne. I like Deron Payne. Get a right tackle. I like that. Trade Lance. Man, we don't even know if Brock Purdy's going to play this year. The Niners want him to. They're, yeah. uh, they say that he think they think he can, but he hasn't decided. Sherpain, I don't know how to pronounce this. Sherpain says, Kyle seems pissed at Jimmy. I bet Jimmy uh, was available on that game, but he wanted to preserve his market value. Uh, if he got hurt, I bet Jimmy knew his value would go down. Probably why he's smiling. That did occur to me. The Niners were, kept saying there's a possibility, and I kept thinking there is no way Jimmy would – there's no incentive for him to play. If he gets hurt, then again, he has no market. He, he needs to horrible. be healthy. He needs to be yeah. healthy. And yeah. frankly, if he had played in that game, he would have got hurt. Josh oh, was. yeah. Jimmy doesn't survive that game. I don't no, think so. No one did. No one would, except for maybe – us, because we have good feet in the pocket. Yeah. I would never want to play football. My God. Why, so, I'll be in the press box sometimes, like a normal hit. I'll be like, oh. It's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like, oh. That's the one thing I didn't, like, when you watch it on TV or when you're there, in the, you can hear the collisions when you're at the game. It's like, man, this is raw. Imagine raw. being on the sidelines during the game. It sound no, I, at, at, at um, Candlestick, they used to let the media down for the last six minutes of the game. You could stay on the sideline. And, it, yeah, man, it sounds like car crashes. Yeah, you, it's crazy. Feel, you feel them moving past you. You it's feel like, it. Whoa. Yeah, you, yeah, they like rumble on the ground. It's like It's a great crazy. game, man. <laughs> it's a great Jeffrey, game. Yeah, Jeffrey Ray says, because the salary cap is going up and the inexpensive quarterback room, are we in a good spot to pay our playmakers or their price going up with the cap? Yeah, um, great spot to play the play, play, pay the playmakers. What's crazy is offensive tackles and DNs are getting quarterback money now. So uh, Armstead, D-tackle. 10% of the cap. Uh, Trent Williams, almost 12%. And God knows what Nick Bosa is going to get at his peak. This used to be like Hall of Fame quarterback money. But now, just frankly, good quarterbacks get 15 16%. It's crazy. It's really crazy what's going on. Um, I'm not really into paying that much to any one player. It's 53. In my opinion, we don't we don't we don't get this roster unless we have the unless we have the edict that we have at quarterback. We don't we don't get this type of roster. Yeah. So and they're pretty public about it. Yeah, explain it. it. Yeah, I, I, I like it, man. I don't really fuck with quarterbacks, man. Like I like. It. <laughs> Hold on, uh, we did, we forgot to give the defensive lineman a grade for the season. Uh, the well the well we gave the D As a, a C plus. Okay, uh, I would give the D tackles. A C minus. It's crazy, a right? C minus. It's a C season from this D line. I mean, Bosa yeah, had a I mean, a C minus. The yeah. only reason why I wouldn't say D plus is because we were ranked number one in the run game. Sure. So numbers matter when you're looking at like raw raw stats. So I would say a, a C minus. They got improved, and I think they got they got really exposed in that Eagles game. Like, yeah, it wasn't a real true fight, but. God, what Jason Kelsey did to some of the, you know, to the interior of that D-line. Like, this D-line has to get a lot stronger. It can't be Nick, it can't be Nick Bosa and the Pips. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we're got, some of our parts. Yeah. We're some of our, I mean, but if you think about that, that's kind of like our mantra with our trenches. I mean, yeah. it's Trent Wilson, it's, Trent, Trent, Williams, it's yeah. Trent Williams, and yeah. and the Pips. And it's Nick yeah. and the Pips, you know? Yeah, so, man. And I, to me, I question that this isn't Nick's fault. John, I, I kind of question that. Look at at uh, 
Philly, they're not really over-invested in any one defense alignment. And so they have a lot. They do pay a lot for Lane Johnson. Maybe you got to spend a lot on one offensive tackle. I, I get it. But um, on D-line, I think you'd rather have four guys than one. But what are you going to do? Trade Nick Bosa? Like, well, you'd be I'll considered the dumbass. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, th- there's been a lot of talk about the Niners losing to the only two good teams that they played last year. And, it, you know, by my estimation, that makes us the third best team out of a league of 32. Mm-hmm. Um it's easy to look at how somebody else built, you know, built their team because we lost a game to them. You know, right. I'm still very, I'm still very much engalvanized on how we put a team together. True. You know, you don't make it there back to back doing it halfway right or right. getting lucky. So I like that. You know, like you that. know, hey man, leave the dance with the girl you came with. Don't get, don't you know, don't start looking. Getting Google eyes from something else, man. Don't the only do that. way. The only way I look at it is like it, to me. This feels kind of like when I was a kid, and the Niners knew they had to go through Dallas. Dallas knew they had to go through the Niners. So some of the roster building was knowing that you know, if I don't take them seriously, I'm going to lose to them. So what can I do? Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I just feel like there's a little bit of that with this defensive line. But I just um, don't they want got us to get yeah. pigeonholed into trying to beat one team. That's true. That is true. Right. Because you never. Know, it's not that simple. Josh White says, why do we pay so much for positions we develop well like linebacker, D-line, and running back? Shouldn't we keep those positions cheap and pay for positions like O-line and quarterback? Um, well, the I, problem is, is once you, you develop them, they deserve to get paid. So either you're going to develop them, ship them for parts, or you're gonna going to pay them. Yeah. Yep. That's, well, that's the league. Yeah. Uh, it's a fair point. Um, paying a lot for running back when you develop it rather well. It's interesting. The only thing with paying quarterbacks is – they're just so expensive. And if you don't have a guy who's great, then you're probably going to overspend. How do you, you know what I'm saying? You're probably like Dak's overpaid. Everyone's overpaid except for like five quarterbacks in the league. Maybe yeah, they're all overpaid. Yeah, they're you're all right. overpaid. They're all overpaid, but five. By a lot. By a yeah. lot. And it's like, man, it's hard to really win a Super Bowl when you're overpaying that much for one player. Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Offensive line. Uh, okay. All right. So, Trent. Trent he makes it look good, easy. One he makes one, it look easy. He makes it look easy. Trent had a good year. Yeah. Trent had a, Trent had an amazing year. Um, yeah. He still ranked as, if not the best offensive lineman or tackle in the league. But at some point, you know, old habits die hard, man. There are some things about Trent that um, are left to be desired. The tipping plays is one of them. And we're going to have an exit meet, and then we got to talk about it. Um, I'd like – for Trent to come into camp in better shape. Uh, and I'm fat. All, right, all due respect. I, all due respect. All due, all due respect. So bad, you're the GOAT. Bro. You're the GOAT. Uh, but let's be, you're also pro. You're also, you, you, you hold yourself to the highest standards. So let's talk. Yes. Like, yeah. I want Trent to come into shape. I want him to come into camp in better shape. I, I mean, in the earlier games of the season, he was visibly out of shape. And now, you know, and I'm not even here to say that that's not even been his process why he's been number one, right? Like, Trent could be watching this and being like, bro, I ate McDonald's the year you thought I was the greatest. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your life together. Yeah, but you're 35 now. But you're 35 Thank now. you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Now yeah. we need to start focusing on the attrition. 
the longevity. And Trent, do you get that high ankle sprain if you're in shape in Denver? Do you get that? Right? Does that happen? You Mm -hmm. know, and 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 for Trent, um, I, I felt like a little bit near the end of the year, you could tell that he was pushing as a leader. He really wanted to lead, but would his body take him there? Um, And I saw a little bit of that in the playoffs where um, now they're not coming at Trent one-on-one. They're just trying to get in his chest because they just know he's older. So now they're counting on later quarters, uh, more more of a physical game. And that's how Trent is getting um, scouted now. And, And that's the thing, you know, no matter how good you are, if you put on the helmet, you're getting scouted. Yep. No matter how yeah. great you think you are, yeah. somebody is watching. People aren't like, oh, that's Trent. We won't watch him this week. No. Yeah. They're watching. No, yeah. 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 Nobody says, oh, well, we'll just won't even watch Trent Williams. No. Yeah. Everybody's watching and saying, how do we How do we climb the mountain? How do we yep. get it? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. he's got to know And that. so when we pointed out that he was tipping plays, you don't think these teams saw that and be like, is he? Well, let's look. Oh, he, he kind of is sometimes. Hey, Hassan, just keep in mind. Just keep in mind. Yeah. If you and see everyone in a run stance and he's in a pass stance, just keep it in mind. Yeah. It's on you, and Trent. And they we talked about it and your coach talked about it and you essentially said, I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And Coach Forrester acknowledged it. He, yeah. he did. Uh, yeah. And and it, it is something that, I mean, and Coach Forrester and Trent have a very long history. They they yes, were together they in Washington. Yeah. Um, so if there's anybody that can have that conversation outside of Kyle. Um, yeah. It would be Coach Forrester, Coach Forrester, and just talking to Trent about. I mean, and, and to his point, he he was asked about retirement, and he was very honest about it. Like it's a grind, you know. Yeah. Uh, my my knees still hurt from playing. You know, I, I can only imagine what he's going through when he's saying to himself, "All right, well, I got a bag in front of me, but at the same time, I have this entire career." and this reputation that I built for myself. And all it takes is one bad season of me not being 100% in the game for that reputation to be tarnished, right? So uh, when you get higher in a longer career that is as, as illustrious as Trent's, he really is in it for one thing, and that's to win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I think that for him, it would I would say, ask yourself one question, Trent, do you are you ready to put in a championship effort next year? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. more, no less. Yeah. And if you're ready to that. do that, then we'll see you in August. And if not, then hey, that's it. It's over. He deserves it. Yeah, it's over. You, you get ready for Canton. Yeah. Aaron Banks. You've grown, buddy. You've grown, Aaron. Uh, and 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 he waited his turn too. Yeah. Uh, he waited his turn. Um, second round pick, unheralded, but unheralded here. Yep. Um, I really like how he just kept compounding good on yep. good on good on good. He was stacking games, you know, where he was. But let's look at this. We went from Aaron Banks missing blocks on pulls against yep. Denver to Aaron Banks. Throwing blows with Trent and Philly. That's what I'm talking about. He has grown. He has grown. He's a man now. He's a that's man. His, that's his position. He took that. That's left guard. his position now. Yep. Um, yep. And what I would love to see out of Aaron Banks is ownership. 
yep. own it now. All right. Yep. It's not good enough that you start anymore. Right. Now you need to start making your making yourself known a bit. Yeah, be a pro bowler next year. Be a pro bowler next year. That's the goal. You need to make yourself yeah. known amongst your contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't really have anything bad to say about Aaron Banks. There was one point in Aaron Banks' progression that when he went down, there was literally a hiccup. We were all wondering when we were going to get that hole filled. So Aaron Banks is a, is a good, I wouldn't even say redemption story. I think it's a good patience story. Yes. And yeah. I am. The Talanoa Hafunga of the, of the offense. There you go. There yeah, you pretty go, much. Man. That's pretty perfect. Much. I like that. Yeah, I like that. So um, let's go to, I'm happy let's go, for Aaron. And I want him to. Let's go to Burford. The number one oh, thing, go ahead. If we say anything about Aaron, don't let your body go. You worked hard for that body. You put in a whole year for that body, yeah, Aaron. It's true. Please do yeah. not come out of shit. Don't come to camp looking yeah. like you did in Notre Dame. Don't do that. Yep. So that's what I would have for Aaron Banks. Love that. Good call. Um, yeah. Let's skip over the center be- and come back to him. Let's go to Burford because he's going to be here next year. Um, I, I, He just needs to stay steadfast in what he's doing. Um, What I would love for, to see from um, Burford is a little bit more consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to see you on the field for all four quarters. Now, that's not by your own doing. I'm sure that he would love to be on the field yeah, yeah. for all four quarters. Um, but because he was being rotated in and out, I would like for I would like for uh, Spencer to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think yes. That. Yes. Yeah. I think that that's something that he is more than capable of doing because he's mm-hmm. so athletic. And he's right? so young. He's yeah. so young, and he's got a lot yeah. of growing to do. He's got really long arms, great yeah, feet. All of that yeah. tackling, all of that tackle position and moving up and down the line at UTSA really yeah. helped him well. Um, one of the things that I like about Spencer that I don't want to change is that to keep the same tenacity, he kind of came in as a pro a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. how, he, how he does his work, how he goes about his business, um, and I've watched him. He finishes blocks. The biggest thing that I would say is that he needs to work on his pad level um, and getting to the second level. Once he gets to the second level, he's very erect. Um, and I would work on making sure that he just gets stronger in his base. He needs a stronger core. He needs stronger legs. Um, yeah. But as far as um, the athleticism that he brings, I, I think that he's going to get nothing but better. I hope they don't change his position. I, I really hope they keep I agree with that. I agree with that. People say I'm moving yeah. to right tackle. Whoa, he just had a a, a good start to a career, yeah. solid start at right. Just keep him in one spot. He yeah. hasn't mastered right guard yet. He hasn't. He hasn't even. Play, he hasn't even, to your point. He hasn't showed that he can do it for four quarters yet. Yeah. I mean, they were yeah. rotating him. So yeah, good start. Keep him there, and that's more for Kyle and Chris Forrester. Um, right. Okay, let's talk about the two guys who are free agents. Jay, starting with Jake Brendel, who, frankly, we were all freaking out about before the season started, and he was. He wasn't even a. Was he a Pro Bowl alternate? Or was he just, it was a Pro Bowl alternate. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, freaking Pro Bowl, UCLA too. Anyway. How you like me now? How you like um, me now, Jake? Um, I think that Jake is, uh, I think Jake has a huge heart. Um, he, I've never seen him, I've never seen him stock block. I've seen him always make things happen to move forward. Uh, yeah. He's He's a bit, um, he's a jack of all trades. But a master at none. But being a but not being a master is better than being a master at one. Like he's he's a jack of all trades. Like he needs one of the things that I love about Jake Brindle is that um, the consistency of staying healthy. Um, he 
I don't think he was ever out this year, was he? I don't think he was. No. Um. Yeah, it's nice. He's some. He's somebody who you you want to make. Let's be honest. All right, I'm bullshitting. Let's be honest. We want to upgrade the position. Okay. But we honestly, it won't necessarily be that easy. He's gonna get it's a not nice little contract. Be easy. I don't know if you can do it with a rookie. I don't know if they can afford to, to spend. I mean, if you can't afford him, then you're not going to get an upgrade in free agency. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Zakel or someone like there's a there's a real well, we're chance hoping, we're they they downgraded the position. Yeah, we're hoping for Nick. Um, I, yeah. I, I want Nick Zakel to take it over. I think. Yeah. I mean, Jake Brindle gets beat. Um, yeah. But I I don't want to tell a vet. I just feel like it's unrealistic for me to tell a vet who is a, a consistent utility guy to go out and do something better. Like, you know, he like just had this, the year of his career. He just yeah. had the year of his career. Yeah. yeah. He should be proud. Um, yeah. So, I mean, kudos to him for having a great year. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to sit here and try to, I don't want to pump him up to like, he's not Creed Humphrey, but he's not Jason Kelsey, but he's not. Yeah. He's not Jason Kelsey, Kelsey, but um, he's ours. <laughs> well, you know he, this year he was. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's finish off with the right tackle. Mike McGlinchey, also an impending free agent, could come back. We, 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 let's see what the good – let's start with the good from Mike McGlinchey. A well-meaning, hardworking guy. He's had. This is the yeah. most consistent year he's had. Um, if we want to talk about the good about Mike, this is as far as level of play, um, not really falling off the – the one of the things about Mike McGlinchey, if we could just all say it, is that – his bad plays compound upon each other, and they all—that's what they even say. Yep. Yep. Yes, I, that I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I, I, his bad plays compound against each other, and yeah. they're just always miss at the most worst time. Right. When you can get a mistake, um, right. and I feel like Mike has had plays where he's been beaten, but yeah. he's responded. Right. He's responded. Right. right away. He's had some viral moments, but at the same time, not a lot of games where they were back to back. Yes, not yes. a lot of games. And honestly, before, if we really want to talk about it, there's there's been games where Mike has just had bad quarters, yeah. um, yes. bad hats. Um, yeah. And I don't think that – I can't remember a game where we walked away from feeling like Mike McGlinchey cost us that game. I mean, right. Eagles would stand. Right? Um, and we used to have a lot of games like that where we would always point out games where – just critical moments where we just gotta have it, man. We can't yeah, fourth have quarter it. coming back, and all of a sudden he gets the sex. Like, dude, what? You we gotta you, have now? It. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Also, one thing that I also want to bring up about Mike is that I'm really pleased about what he did with his body this year. Um, if you remember, Mike was battling that leg, and if you how he started the season, he was not a hundred percent. He was walking very gingerly. He um, was barely, limping around, getting out of his breaks. Yeah. yeah, limping out of his breaks. And I remember listening to a lot of practice reports where people were talking about earlier in the year that Mike was just flat out not practicing. Um, yeah. He had like a pronounced limp. And you yeah. saw it in the preseason. And as the year went along, Mike got stronger. Um, yeah. It wasn't even noticeable about his leg. And if you, if you also remember, Mike tore his quad last year. Right. Um, right. You know, so, you know, this is the humanistic element of the, the consistency of it all. For you to come back off that injury, right, mm -hmm. come in, start, and actually improve upon what you did last year before you got hurt, that's a plus. Mm -hmm. That's a win. And, you know, let's be honest, for the market of where we are right now, you got to talk to right tackles nice nowadays. You know, you just can't. <laughs> you know, hey, let's – 
It is no wonder it. they're always pumping up Mike. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, true. Yeah. It's you true. Know, that's hella, you know, that's dude. Lane Johnson's making left tackle money over in Philly. I mean, with I mean, with yeah. his false starting ass. I mean, they need to do something. Oh, every play. Every play. Why why is that not called? Can someone explain that? What is that? When did the NFL decide they weren't going to call uh false starts for certain right tackles? That was weird. Did you see when he did it on the red zone? In the yeah, red I zone? Yeah, I didn't understand that. So hey, weird. I don't I don't understand, man. That's I the kind of stuff that gives credence to conspiracy theories. You can't let that happen, NFL. What's going on? The block happen. The, yeah, the, 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 he got put, yo, don't get me started on that. Okay, man. we're getting off topic. Let's give a grade yeah. to this group. Let's give a grade to this group. Um, offensive line, C. It's funny. Same grade we gave the D line. And and it's like, I, I really feel like the that's what the, the, one of the main takeaways the the NFC champ, the Niners should take from the NFC championship. They are not good enough in the trenches. They want to mm-hmm. be great in the trenches. Philly's great in the trenches. That's what well, a team that's great in the trenches looks like. That's what you need. That's what you're aspiring to. I will say this: the reason why the offensive line with the with our offensive line is kind of uh, how can I say by way of committee as yes. it's constructed yeah. is because of the us uh, because of the the type of run scheme that we run, and this is the problem: is that we got a we got an inside and outside zone offensive line, which means that we have very athletic, lighter linemen. Who can run laterally along along to the sidelines to create gaps, cutback lanes, reach blocks, right where you can where you can bounce, crash, or bend. Mm-hmm. And with that type of lineman, you got to really be steadfast to the type of running style we have. We but we don't only just do inside and outside zone running. Nope. We do gap scheme. We do we do body everything. on body. Yeah, do we, everything. You know what I'm saying? So if you really look at it. Man, fuck that. I'm giving the offensive line a C plus. If you look at it, if you really look at it, they have to deal with so many different styles that a team like Philly is that they just get to put their hand in the dirt and play. That's right? true. They, how many how many concepts do they do in Philly? Uh, zone read, inside zone, zone read, RPO. outside zone read. I mean, very yeah. few. Very few. Yeah. Yes. Very yes few. I yes, mean, yes, we yes. were even watching that game, and we kept saying like, "This offense Vanilla. is not imaginative." Like, I no, I don't get it. No, basically, they they were like, "Oh, uh, Brock Purdy's hurt. Okay, we're doing nothing today, and we're gonna win." Yeah. 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 So I'd say like a C plus for the offensive line, just because of what we we are a running team. How the hell are we gonna be a running team? And <laughs> they don't at least get a C plus. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, G code travels vlog POV says. Should Niners do money ball like Oakland Athletics? No one should ever do anything like the Oakland Athletics. But in a salary cap league, you do have to think about how you're allocating cap space. And, like, look at the Eagles. Again, look at their salary cap structure for this year, who their highest paid players are. Uh, it's it's Lane Johnson. They have Darius Slay making a hell of a lot of money. I bet they restructure him. And they got Lane Johnson. Then no one else is making Bradbury's money. Bradbury's gone. They're all gone. Yeah, they're all gone. Corey Hyde says, what happened to Trent Balky during his tenure in SF? He went from being the golden GM to being called an organizational cancer to actually doing pretty well now in Jacksonville. Is there a good story there? Um, what happened to him? Uh, he got in an epic power struggle with Jim Harbaugh. Epic. And he won, but then didn't have a replacement coach. I think he got he had too much power in this organization, Trent Balky. He, yeah. he hired Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. Like That was the end of him. But now he got Doug Peterson. He's got a quarterback. He's. I mean, he look can, what he's doing he's, in Jacksonville. He's man. good at finding athletes, especially on defense. He gonna fall. He's, he gonna find ball players. Yeah, he really will. Uh, he won't find wide receivers. 
but he'll find <laughs> definite athletes on defense. Kenneth says, I used to hate on Grant. That's my bad. But he was right about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy was so happy when we crumbled against the Eagles. Kyle's butthurt. <laughs> yeah. The, um, smile, the smiles were, were a little much. Yeah, everyone saw it. Everyone's he. It's almost like he wanted people to see it. BC forces yeah, yeah, hypothetical, but how <laughs> hypothetical? But how bad would it make Shanahan look if Salah, McDaniel, and D'Amico won a Super Bowl before him? All three of them, or a one of them? Yeah, I mean, it, but at the same time, it would it would he could take credit, right? It's his. It's his. Yeah. Dream. Look how far. Look how long it took Andy to get one. It's true. Andy. He, he got it off Kyle. He, I know you. He got it off Kyle. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but he might if he if he beats the Eagles. Then all right. Hey, let's do tight ends. Let's do tight ends. George, I wanted to trade you before the season, which is no doubt the reason you responded with one of your best seasons of your career. Salute. You were great. All of a sudden, you became the red zone threat. We always wanted you. I always knew you were. Congrats. Salute to George Kittle. Talk your shit, Grant. You know what I'm saying? Hey, um, I pushed all the right buttons. Thank you. I Someone could. needed to say it. When you got to give it up, you got to give it up. Yeah. Uh, George reminded all of us why he makes the money he makes. Yeah. Uh, he earned his contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if we had to keep the exit meeting theme, uh, you can't talk about his persona. It is what it is. But um, we can talk about his durability. That's uh, what I would describe his persona. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. I mean, it is what it really is at this point. It. It's radioactive. So his persona. What I what I would say is is I I would really want George to focus on his durability over the summer. Uh, I maybe we need to start looking at how much effort you're putting into these tight end universities when you can't stay healthy at the beginning of yeah, the year. Man. Enough of the tight end um, university, man. Yeah, um, it, these yeah. guys are getting older. Like they're not, yeah. they're not just young and want to run around. It's almost yeah. time for this team. I think the mantra of this team really needs to change if they want this window to stay open. They're not as young as they once yeah. were, and we need to start really focusing on the smaller, dotting the eyes and crossing the t's. Yeah, like all of this extra superlative stuff that we see. From this team, nobody cares that you're the rock star team anymore. You yeah. officially have a cross to bear. So yeah. now the tight end, you cool, go, don't work out. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, yeah. you know, because you make too much. Money Shake hands, take us. pictures, don't work out. Yeah, you make too much money for us not to have you in the beginning of the season, George. Yeah, and it yeah. can't be soft tissue issue, soft tissue injuries. What we know are directly reflective upon exertion. Like yeah, and, and like, like like Trey Lance was out for the year before Trey, uh, before George Kittle got on the field. Can't happen. Can't. That's happen. a great point. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah. yeah. Um. But outside outside of the durability issues, you know, um, George is a leader. Um. I think George really gets a kick out of bringing the young guys up. That's kind of his thing. He likes to, um, talk to the young guys and bring them up. And yeah. I I I think uh, George is, um. He needs he needs to try to flip what happened this year. We'd like to see you early on from yeah. what happened last year, earlier in the year. Yeah. And uh, um, I know that that's by way. I mean, it's so easy to say that because we all know that a lot of that is because Brock was inserted into the lineup. Uh, you know, so by way of that, a lot of his touches are depend. I feel like George's output. Now that I think about it, I feel like George's output is emblematic of how far, how, like the temperature of this offense. 
when we're able to push, George can go out. But when we're in defensive, we keep George on. He's like an e-break, almost kind of yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> that's you true. Know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, look, uh, he's great. But the thing is, the Niners haven't really had a number two tight end ever on this team. And it cost him in the NFC Championship game. Ross Dwelly just fell out of favor. I never, They never really used him. Not really sure why they kept him around as long as they did. I'm kind of eager to see what he does on another team because I think there's something there. But... I don't think there's much to talk about with him. And then with the other two, Croft and Werner, I don't think there's much to talk about there either. No disrespect to them, but I feel like the Niners need to make a bigger investment in a number two tight end. Yeah. Um, Especially I, if you want to use the dude in, in pass protection. Like, guy has to be decent. I had high hopes for Charlie Warner. Um, I thought that he could really be that battering ram, that guy. I thought that Charlie Warner was going to be that guy that freed Georgia as far right. as Blocker was concerned. Because he was um, that guy at Georgia, but he just hasn't been that guy in the NFL. He never, he yeah. hasn't really materialized into that guy. And I, I don't know if it's whether or not he gets physical enough at the point of attack or if he's that much of a liability in the past game as far as being a catcher. Um, I don't know why they don't play him as much. I was, I know that it's clear that Tyler Croft got the nod because of experience, not talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, because I just feel like they're way too close together. For, if only experience could make blocks as well as talent could. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean. Dude, I still can't get over the fact that the season was lost because of Tyler Croft, essentially. That they put him in that position to end the season. It's like, whoa, you had all these players and it came down to Tyler Croft. Crazy. Grant, what Tyler, take- Tyler, it shouldn't have came down. I want to say something to Tyler. It shouldn't have came down to you, man. A lot of people talking about you. It wasn't your fault. I feel like Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting. Tyler, it wasn't your fault. You missed the block. You shouldn't have been asked to make that block. Sorry, you did the best you could. You're Stop Tyler Croft. Stop playing with me, man. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> Stop playing with me, man. No, I know. No, I know. No, no, you don't. It's not no, your no. fault. Stop. <laughs> Stop it, Greg. <laughs> All right, let's give the tight ends a, a, a grade. Um, I give the tight ends a. I'd give them a B. B. I give I like them a it. B. Yeah. Yeah. Because not Kittle, but it's a group. Yeah, it's a, as a group, and I yeah. I give them a B because we got so much out of our tight end group in the red zone this year. Yep. We got a lot out of them in the red zone. I mean, that's where you really need them. Wide receivers. Ah, oh, man. Uh let's start with some Brandon. of the lesser. Okay, let's start with Brandon. Okay. Uh, you want to you want to start with you want to start with uh Ray Ray? Let's start with Ray Ray. Yeah, let's start with Ray Ray and Jawan. Let's start with Ray Ray. All right, man. Look. That Ray Ray almost kind of feels like he's one of those guys where he just got here but he's felt like he's been a Niner for a while. Right? Yeah. Kind of, yep. kind of feels like he's been here a while. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm really pleased with Ray Ray in the return game. Uh, I think we only lost one fumble this year from him in the return game. Well, we'll, we'll talk about special teams in a minute. We're going to come back. We're yeah. going to talk about Ray Ray twice. But, yeah, he's – yes, yes. Yeah. Only the one fumble. Okay. One. one of the things yeah. that I would love to talk um, – really congratulate or just um, highlight with Ray Ray is great job filling in for Debo while he was oh. on in his stead. He was so I mean, good at it. Yeah. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it. Um, Ray Ray, not only was Ray Ray running good routes, but he had sure hands. He was finishing yards. He was explosive. He was explosive. Very, very, very explosive. explosive. Yeah. Um, and honestly, for um, what that that's one of the things that I never really got about Ray Ray when we first got him is because he doesn't have top end speed, right? No. So it's not, it's not like he's a burner, but he gets up quick he gets he has burst and he's physical yeah so he finishes physical. his runs it's crazy yeah yes yeah. he will yeah. finish his runs um, yeah i really um honestly speaking i really want to it's like he thinks he's debo 
He thinks he's um, too I, I Honestly, I You know think, what I mean? He thinks he's yeah. 220. Yeah. I think, he thinks he's I think, 220. I think that he, he plays much bigger. No fear. Oh, I love no that. No fear. I love that. Um, and one of the things I like about Ray Ray is that even though Ray Ray is not big as far as like um, his frame is concerned, um, I'm really pleased with his heart, man. Ray Ray plays really hard. And his durability. He was there in the pinch for us. Um, I don't I know feel like the dude was did. underutilized. I feel like he, he he deserved more touch. I know they have a well, ton of playmakers. Where will we have used him if Debo's back? Where That's the thing. Him? It's a, And Kyle couldn't figure it out, but I felt like good things happened when he got the ball on offense. I mean, when he was targeted, the, the, the quarterback rating on the team was 102. I mean, he... There was so much you could do with him. So I feel like he's young. He's going to be here. There is more meat on the bone for the Ray, for Ray Ray in his career with the yeah. 49ers. Yeah, he can he can do that. Mar- he can take on that Marquise. He Goodwin earned role. more. He earned more, especially if in a pinch when people are hurt because, you know, Debo's in and out sometimes. All right, what about Juwan? I mean, Juwan had a quiet year um, as far as uh, touchdowns are concerned, but I'm pleased with Juwan. I would, I would really challenge Juwan to get in his playbook. Uh, throughout the year, Jawan was not really finishing routes the right way. He was not understanding plays uh, and having miscommunications at times with quarterbacks. Now, mind you, we had 35 quarterbacks this year, so not being on the right page for quarterbacks is very easy. But I would really focus on um, Jawan trying to stay as fast as he is. He's not really uh, – he's a very physical player. So when you have physical players like Juwan, you almost want them to try to keep their speed, not get faster. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he can't get fast. So he needs to keep his speed. Uh, I love. I, I would want him to get stronger in the run game. He is an asset at blocking the at blocking um, in the run game. Uh, I'm very pleased with his physicality. Um, and he needs to take that to the next level. He's been in yeah. here. Uh, he needs. He's been here. This will be his third year that he's coming yes. up on. And no. I feel like the third year is a charm for you to start trying to get that bag. Uh, so what does that mean? That means that Jawan, he's got to be a little bit more than a bull in the China cabinet as far as um, with his routes or just being that utility physical guy. I think Jawan is going to do really good next year. Um, he could, You know, you could stand to gain a little bit of weight, Jawan. I wouldn't mind if Jawan put on like five pounds. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, yeah, he's it wouldn't, it wouldn't, anyway. it, it wouldn't sacrifice much speed. I, I want to give him some credit though as a receiver. Like, uh, he, what did he have? He had uh, 20, 23 first down on twenty three first downs on thirty five catches. That's money. I mean, that's, that's nothing but scheme. You know, yeah. that scheme and that also says to me is that Jawan when he get when he has a route that he likes, he wins. Yes, right. So my thing is is that. That's what I mean when when I first started highlighting Juwan with running wrong routes. Broaden your tree, bro. Yeah. There's all there's routes that you obviously run at a at a great high level. We need to be able to get all of those routes on that level, right? And yeah. then we can get a compliment of being a possession, a true possession receiver. Also, and and if you want to be a true possession receiver, Juwan, you gotta stop dropping the ball. I mean, you let me get the numbers real quick. He had. Seven drops on thirty on fifty six targets. That's a twelve point five percent drop rate. That's way too high. That's, That's the worst on the it. team. 
It's not yeah. going to get it done. It was an issue in training camp. And some of those drops led to interceptions. And and people don't know this, but when he was targeted this year, the, his, the quarterback rating on the team was 68. Again, lowest on the team. Now, good things happen most of the time, but there were some big focus drops that led to big interceptions on this season. So that's something he needs to, to, to uh, cut out. Yeah, um, I, I and you know again, he just he just, I feel like it's his third year. He would he would it would serve him well to be polished coming into yep. next year. Yep, because next right. year is your is your contract year. All right, let's talk, Brandon. Um, well, congratulations on one k. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, he had one k. That's that's huge for Brandon. Uh, I feel like Brandon also did very well with his physicality this year and his persona. I feel like he's kind of stepped out as a little bit more of a, of a leader. He's not so much of a, of a fly on the wall anymore. Uh, yeah, last year he was sort of like in the he, – he got put in the doghouse and he kind of just accepted it. This yeah. year, like, he's been kick, kicking ass. All, uh, he's been very forceful. Yeah, and, and he, he got some little homies on the team. It's some it's some dudes that look up to him on the yeah, team. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. Um, and I noticed that uh, I noticed that from the very beginning. I remember how Danny Gray was talking about mm-hmm. BA, um, even mm-hmm. in OTAs early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, one of the things about being a leader that BA is going to have to notice is that uh, it ain't what you say, it's what you do. And mm-hmm. people are going to start watching you now that you're a leader. Um, so, um, you have to start asking yourself, what kind of leader do you want to be? All right. Um, you've been here long enough where you have people looking up to you and they respect what you do on the field. They respect how you prepare and how you approach the game. But, uh, sometimes I feel like Brandon likes to, you know, be the contrarian for the sake of being the contrarian. Um, and he needs to grow up. Um, um, from a standpoint of understanding that you're gonna get paid, but don't ruin your reputation in the in in the in the process of trying to get paid. Don't do that. Um, yeah, don't don't post pictures of you in, in Giants uniforms and then try to explain it afterward. Like just don't do don't that. do that. Don't, don't do that. You don't need yeah, to do it. Like, you let your play speak, speak for yourself. You just put together a great year. Great come year. on, that's yes. just it's so counterintuitive to what yes. you're trying to do from a holistic view. Yes. You just had a one thousand yard. Season. You're Go portraying ahead. yourself as the ultimate pro, and you just pulled it off for a full year. Don't do this stuff. Don't, Don't. do that. Don't right. Do that. And yep. and what's crazy is is that you know what this says when players do this type of stuff in the off season. It says that you don't have a productive life outside of football because mm-hmm. this is what you're doing on your off season, right? right? Because yeah. you're not training, you're not yeah. trying to enrich yourself, yeah. you're not doing family shit, you're not being a dad. All the things we know you're doing. Yeah. But the only indication of what your activity is in the offseason is what? What we see on social media. True. Don't don't tarnish a great body of work with stupid shenanigans on an app. All right? Don't it. do that. I feel it. I feel it. Now let's talk about Debo. Uh, well, it's time for you to uh, really come in to, to show why we paid the money. Right? Thank you. you. We, 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 got, we, we got you paid. All right? By hook or crook. All right, you did. Yep. You know, it is what it is. We're together now. Yeah. Um, and through this, you've shown year, what you can do in this league. You've shown that you can be an All Pro player. You have. Right. And let's be. If we're being fair, none of us expected an encore of the of last year. No. From Debo, no. that's so no. hard to yeah. do. But what we do expect is for you to be durable. Um. Yeah. And that that I feel like that sounds so shitty to say from the yeah. bullet that we dodged. Um, yeah. with him getting hurt against Tampa. Uh, right. But prior to that injury, 
Um, Debo was playing his way into shape. Um, yes, that's that, those are the all facts. season. Yeah, yeah, all season. And, and I don't know um, that he ever actually got there. Hard yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Debo um, is one of the things that I don't want him to waste. Is again with Brandon is, bro. You worked so hard to get yeah. this this reputation, right? Yeah. And, right. you know, part of that reputation is carries on to the field, right? Mm-hmm. But like we talked about Trent, you know, the only people that are scared to see you come are the people that ain't playing. Pause. Right. Coming. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, other players who watch you and other coaches, they're watching not blocking on the back end. Walking yeah. on the field, dropping yeah. passes, yeah. being lethargic on routes that you're not getting the ball, tipping right. plays on sides. You know, these are the things All that, that yeah, these are the things that come through on film. And then what just kind of puts a fat, stinking cherry on top of it is you're one of our highest paid players. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what one you're of supposed things, to be the culture setter. Thank you. You're One so, of the things is you you're, can't. You're, you're the example. We want you to play like Debo. Yeah. Be like Debo. That's what he's supposed to be. Yeah. You can't be the guy. You can't be the guy that we that that earned the bag, got the bag, and then sticks his thumb in our face. It you know, sticks that. his thumbs his nose at us. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that because. Yeah. And this is the part about getting paid that I think a lot of fans, such as myself, we don't realize is that yeah. They deserve the money, but there comes mm-hmm. a responsibility of making sure that that money is represented well, right? Because if that organization looks like a goddamn ATM, then what happens is that we don't have checks and balances on the type of athletes and players that we come in here because we don't have anybody doing it the right way, right? right? So when right. you pay a guy like Debo, the the level of scrutiny rises because the responsibility is, uh, is in his bank account. And what, I'm not here to say that Debo did not do that this year. It was a rough year. He came through. We ha- we played as hard as he could. But what I would like to see is I would like to see a the same thing, a stable entry into this camp. Debo yep. needs to be in shape, motivated. He needs to be at OTAs. He needs to be at OTAs, mini camp, training camp, the whole yeah. way. Because if no he does, Hollywood he'll be shit. great. No, none of that. No more. Hollywood. I don't need to see you. I don't need to see you eat Mike and Ike's courtside at the award. I mean, go ahead. Yeah. But if you're gonna do that, you also have to be at every single yeah. OTA. For every yeah. time I see you at the Warrior game, I need you to be at practice every time. Yeah. Because if he does, he'll be. If he does, the Niners, you can't stop. But if Debo's their best player on offense, like he was to you, how, how do you stop this offense? Yeah. He stopped himself this year. Can't happen again because he's so special. He's injury arguably the best player in the team. Injury, injury notwithstanding, you yes. know, I. I you know, coming off that injury, you can almost say, you know, who, who, what do we know, Grant? After that injury, there could have been a, a serious, you know, group roundtable of like, hey, listen, even if he does make it on the field, he's going to be 60%. Fair. Right? Fair. Even if yeah. he does make yeah. it on the field. Yep. So I, I want to be fair as well, you know, yeah. from seeing an injury like that and still seeing him on the field, like that speaks volumes within and of itself. Yeah. However, yeah. A body of work needs to start being created now. Yeah, no, I think what we said about D, what we said about Armstead kind of applies to Debo. Like, dude, we know what you can do, um, and now it's just about you putting together another full season and being there the entire way. And agreed. W- you tell me what it's going to take for you to do it because you've done it before and you should know what it takes. Joey Mel, oh, hold on, Grade. 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 What's up? 
grade. Let's let's grade this oh. position. Wide receivers. Oh, oh, oh. B minus. That's fair. B minus. Just not what we expected from Debo. Ayuk had a great year. Ayuk but, had a great uh, year. Debo, Debo, Debo is the catalyst of this group, and he needs to play better. Joey Mellon says, keep Jimmy and get rid of Jimmy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I really, I want them to keep Jimmy Ward, um, and mm-hmm. you know exactly why I want them to keep Jimmy Ward. I, yeah. there's, one, there's one reason. I love Jimmy Ward. I love that man. He's a great guy. All right, let's talk about running backs. Man. Well, I mean, there, you can't say it. Let's start. About Christian let's start with Christian. Let's start about Christian McCaffrey. What can wow. you say? Wow. What, what player? Can He's somehow say? underrated. He's somehow underrated. He's he didn't so... get any accolades this year. Nothing. You know what's dope about Christian is what you all of the good things you think about football seem to come true with his story. Like yeah. he deserved to be here. He yeah. did it the right way in Carolina. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Never complained. Carolina fans were happy. You know you got a good guy when your fan base is happy that you left. Like right. when your fan base is saying, you deserve it, man. Yeah. Like go out We were there. ruining you, baby. Yeah. Come exactly. on, man. Yeah, it's true. Um, one, uh, something that has stuck out to me now that I've been able to see Christian, you know, close up um, is that he is a hell of a leader, man. Uh uh, he's quiet, but um, he's more of those soft talk. He walks soft and carries a big stick. Uh, yeah, uh, I like absolutely, how, absolutely. Yeah, very mature, very like professional, very mature and professional. Yeah. Um, um, very stern. With uh, one of my favorite stern. things that he likes to say is, uh, he likes to say, uh, I, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I never make predictions. You know, I, I'll, I'll never tell you about a game before I see it, so I don't make yeah. false statements or predictions. Like yeah. you could tell, like I could see Christian being a coach down the road, honestly. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as his run game is concerned, uh, I love his physicality. Uh, with running backs, it's kind of like you're dealing with a burning flame, so y- you never tell him how to change his style. It is what it is. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, know, obviously, he's not Derrick Henry, but the way he ran over four dudes on that touchdown run against Philly, I mean, that I'll that's I'll remember that the rest of my life. That was a all time great run. He is who he is. He man. is who he is, and he's more physical than he should be. I mean, yes. he, he's he's better than he should be, and he's extremely talented already. I mean, it's not like he's some tryhard uh, mid athlete. Now he's a, he's a really good athlete. Yeah, he's got yeah. like he's got the ta- it's like. Christian McCaffrey is the perfect mesh between when talent meets attitude. Like yep. he he's yep. got tremendous talent, but he's got the attitude to match. And um, you, he's got the attitude of a kid who grew up with a dad in the NFL. I mean, a guy who was just from the time he could walk was being indoctrinated. What it takes. He grew up around a guy good. who knew what it took, and you could see it. And that's he's the advantage of potatoes, being. man. Absolutely, CMC is staking potatoes. So just a wonderful addition to the team. He is expensive, but again, that's another guy who earned every freaking dollar of his yeah. uh, check. This he, year. Earned, he earned every penny. Um, no, no complaints. What no. can you say? You what know, can you, say? The, you can you just you keep can't. it going, man. Because if he, if you do that for three more seasons, you will be in the Roger Craig, Frank Gore pantheon of all time great Niner running backs. I mean, you'll be up there. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and honestly, uh, you know, it's like watching Barry. Jesus, like yeah, absolutely. Uh, Didn't he um, go to Stanford with Barry Sanders' son? Wasn't Barry Sanders Jr. Barry Sanders' son was there. I think Barry Sanders' son was there the last year before Christian left. I think. Yeah, and and it ended up being Ed McCaffrey's kid who was the guy. Anyway, Elijah. 
Well, I have a unfortunate, bit of, uh, yeah, Elijah. It's unfortunate, but this is I have high hopes for Elijah. Number yeah. one, when he's on the field, he's ever he's, he's so ever. good. Oh, he's so he's good, man. He's like Terrell Christ, Davis. Man. He's so, he's so good, 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 bro. Good, bro. He's so good, um, yeah. and he runs way bigger than his size. Yeah, man. Um, he runs yeah. like he weighs hundred, like two hundred and thirty pounds. Uh, yeah. One thing that I would say for Elijah is try to manage yourself this offseason. So this is what I will say. He's a smaller back, right, mm-hmm. who has a physical run style. Yeah. And we – he played – if you look at where he's come from, he played a full season of college ball his senior year, right? Yeah. Then he trained as hard as he could. and He trained the hardest in his life. To get ready for the NFL, right? Four three, ran a four three, ran a four three, right? Yeah. He yeah. trains the hardest in his life. Then he gets drafted, goes to a team where he gets thrusted as the starter. Game one, week one, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at what that kid's body has done. He's gone through a yeah. whole senior camp, a whole yeah. senior year, all of training camp, all of draft prep, his rookie yeah. training camp, and he's yeah. looking. To be eating sunflower seeds for the rest of the season on the yeah. sidelines, and yeah. he gets thrusted in at week one. Then we play him all the way until the NFC Championship game. Yeah, what right. Are you expecting? What were you expecting? What are we yeah. expecting? He yeah. comes into training camp bigger. Right now, all of that he even but but also coming off injuries, surgeries, he missed a lot of time. I mean, yes, he was never really healthy this year. <laughs> He needs was. a yeah. break. He needs a freaking break. He needs a break. He, he needs a break. Needs a break. Uh, and, yes, he does. And I know yeah. it's hard for you. We, we look at we look at players in a season, right? But yeah. when when you're in our position, right? Yeah, yeah. We we see him in the building, right? Yeah. And we know yeah. where he came from. Yeah. Elijah needs a break. Yeah. He trained so hard to get ready for this season and look yeah. good, and his body broke down before our eyes. He could not stay healthy. And yeah, one. Yeah. Six carries. Yeah. yeah. He needs yeah. rest. Yep. He needs a break. And I think that the biggest thing for Elijah when you take a break is nutrition. Um, Don't get fat yeah. when you take your break. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. No, get right. And the Niners can, are, are in a position to let him get right. I mean, yes. because the, they have the next guy we want to talk Mason. about, Jordan Mason. One of the great, yeah. one of the one of the good stories of the season. Yes, um, Jordan. I love his running style. Uh, yeah. I love how how he finishes. Blocks. How would you describe his running style? Um, violent. Yeah, I would say that he is a one cut back. I'd say yeah. he's a very one-cut decisive, back. very yeah. decisive. Yep, gets yeah. downhill. And he's a bit of explosive. a he's a, he's a bit of a slasher. Um, yep. One thing that I like about him is that his slashing ability comes. After he makes his first read, that boy will yeah. cut that thing back on you. He yep. will cut yes. back. He's yeah. not necessarily trying to bounce to the outside. He's trying to cut back hard. He wants yeah, to I like that. Because, he, because yeah. I feel like through his running style, he knows that he brings enough boom against the grain that whatever's coming is getting out of his way. You can't arm tackle that. I love um, watching him play. Yep. Uh, one of the things that I also love about his running style that isn't that doesn't angry. Really match he runs angry. It. You know what I'm saying? He does. He runs angry. He runs very intentional, very yes, angry with purpose. Is yep. that he does not fumble the ball? No, he, he has doesn't. amazing ball security. Yes, he certainly does. Um, he certainly does. If we had to look at improvement, pass blocking, gotta be. There's gotta be some reason they don't trust him, right? They it's won't the put him on the. In, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Pass blocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Elijah. I mean Elijah. Uh, 
Jordan, Jordan. needs to work yeah. on his feet. He needs to work on bringing his hands with his feet um, when he blocks. And really, bl pass blocking is a labor of love, man. It, it, it is just something that you got to be committed to. You got to get a hat on the hat. And when you feel that body, you got to run with it. It's not going to stay there. And that's one of the things that I feel like Tyler Croft struggled with when you're blocking mm. on the move is that pass blocking for running backs is a little harder than linemen. Linemen, you got a guy right in your face. And even if you don't, you got a guy coming from somewhere. And you're kind of in the phone booth. When you're yeah. blocking as a running back, you're kind of almost meeting two points at yeah. once. Yeah, and it's violent. Yeah, it's violent. It's violent. And yeah. Angles can slip yes. as you're trying to set up yeah. where you want to come. Yeah. So yeah. really, that stuff comes with reps. I just it was just a shame that the coaching staff didn't feel like felt like he was too much of a liability in that area to play him. But yeah. if there was something to work on with Jordan, I would say um, stay healthy and really work on your pass blocking because that would get him on the field more, in my opinion. I mean. He's one injury away to Christian McCaffrey to being the starting running back on this team. And I think he has all the talent to pull it off and be a guy that you can yeah. give the ball to 20 times. But yeah, whatever whatever Kyle says it is, if it's, if it's pass blocking, you got to improve there. And I feel like mm -hmm. he's got the frame to be a good – I mean, Frank Gore was 5'9", 215, the best. Yeah, I don't have any problems with his size. He's ready yeah. to go. It's just pass ready blocking. Ready to go. All right, it's TDP. Uh, what are you going to do next year? Um uh, well, Jesus Christ. Well, he's a pick, which makes it even more complicated. Uh, right. Um, if he wasn't a pick, we wouldn't have this conversation. He's a guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a guy. Uh, yeah. I don't want to give up on him because I feel like I, I want to see him play. I haven't seen enough of him to, to yeah. really have a beat on what he does and what he does not do. From what I do see is he gets tackled way too easily by one person. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and not only that, but to be the type of back of why we had you here, you're supposed to be a power back. You're supposed to be a guy that moves bodies, you know? Um, yeah. and I feel like maybe he's, his feet are, his feet aren't, are too light where he just gets tripped up. He gets tackled by one guy yeah. very easily. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand, uh, I don't understand where to go from what he's shown. I don't mm -hmm. want to sit here and say that I've seen enough of him to really, I haven't seen him pass block. I haven't seen him catch the ball out the backfield. Um, I've only seen him run in um, certain situations, but nothing where I could think that the defense was actually, you know, keying on him. Mm -hmm. um, what he does need to do is he needs to come back healthy because that's one of the biggest reasons why we didn't see him is because of his availability. True. So um, we need to work on being ready to play and being available. Tony says, you think TDP has what it takes to play fullback? No. Ah, too I don't little. So. Yeah. But let's talk about He's the smaller than Jordan Mason, which was he surprising is. to me. He's supposed to be. And I know they wanted to be like the physical uh, running back. They should have drafted Brian Robinson if that's what they wanted. Yeah. He went like five picks later, and he's good. Uh, use check, and then we'll give this group a grade. Um, well... Juice is juice. He's the same every juice, year. Yeah, he's, under, like, he's underutilized. He's a good player. When they get him involved, they're tough to beat. Yeah, when they get him involved, when they get him involved, he's almost kind of like the wild card in Uno. Uh, yeah. You just kind of throw him out there. He's always um, wide one, open. He scores touchdowns. Yeah. One thing that I would say for Juice, though, is because he is um, getting older, um, just take care of your body. 
uh, a lot of what we don't see Juice do is Juice does a shit ton of blocking, a lot of yeah. cut black, a lot of cutback yeah. blocking. Um, and I would like for Juice to just take care of his body. He seems to always have. I will say this, Juice. Oh, when I pay attention to him in the offseason, he always seems to have one of the most, outside of Nick Bosa, one of the most regimented offseasons. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. very, you know what I'm saying? Very methodical. He goes out, yeah. he, he comes out here east, works out yeah. in the snow. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, almost, I feel like he's one of those guys where I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Juszczyk knew when he was going to retire. Right. I would, he's already planned he, it on his on his calendar. He's already got yeah. it planned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't be I surprised. You, you know, I know what so you mean. I know what you when mean. you get a guy, but at like the same that, time, he looks like the guy, the kind of guy who's going to preserve his body and keep this going. He could probably play till he's thirty-five. I would imagine. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if Kittle can, but I know I bet Yuschek can. Yeah, yeah, especially for how he's used, he just knows how to yeah. block and protect himself yeah. while doing it, which is key. Yeah. All right. Let's give this group a grade. Running backs, you got to yeah. give him an A. Yeah, you have to. Uh, just a flat A. And and, and Mitchell was like was like. MIA this year. To, I mean, to no fault of his own. But well, well still, the reason why I would a. say A Grant, the reason why I would say A Grant is because of what they would have been without CMC this year. It's true. No, I'm with you. I, I agree with the A. And and even Jeff Wilson Jr. contributed to this group project and was uh, good, although he did fumble a couple of times in some losses that yeah. I don't know if Kyle Shannon uh, ever forgave him for. All right, let's get to the big guns. Special teams. I'm just kidding. Quarterbacks. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's start with Trey. I mean, he's the starter. Um, so yeah. All right, man. Boy, five quarters. Five quarters. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. Okay. 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 So the number one thing for Trey is to be healthy. Yeah. Um. Um. That's number one. Also, um. And I don't. I don't know Kyle's you know, coaching track or whatever, but I would implore Troy, I would implore Trey to start reading some books. I would want to know what he's reading. Um, If I would really try to start really, I would want to have an in-depth conversation about how Trey felt about his year. Um, What did you learn over the year? Um, What, what frustrated you over the year? Um, What still frustrates you? And what, what did you get through yourself? Um, I want you to talk to me about uh, the emotional stability that you have um, moving forward in the season. Uh, and a lot of these things are conversations that you want to have from a guy that you're really going to be asking to lead your team. And you almost got to extend an olive branch to kind of see where his head is at. I'll be very interested to see how Trey feels about this team uh, moving forward, seeing what's transpired. Uh, I will say on a, on a silver lining, um, I would ask him how he felt about Brock's um, season. Um, what did you see? Of, what did you see about Brock's preparation that you you didn't see before? Um, what What are you gonna impl- What are you gonna take on as your own that you mm-hmm. saw from Brock that you didn't do before? Um, really, it. I just would like to just keep an open platform of, of education for Trey because, quite frankly, we owe it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been put in a very tough situation in an environment where he was asked to lead a winning team and he wasn't ready and we knew he wasn't ready. And yeah. Also one thing about the way they used him, they really, uh, pressed the issue with the running, 
when it felt like teams were laser focused on stopping him from running. And anytime he just handed off, someone would go for like eight yards. I feel like the Niners were a little too aggressive on that when teams were clearly uh, focused on taking that away. Like you didn't necessarily have to use him as a runner while teams were gearing up to stop him. I mean, every time he handed off, it worked. I don't think I think this team talks a good game, but I don't think that this roster has the stomach to ingest trade maturing. Yeah, I don't. Well, think clearly not. Clearly not. The last yeah. two years indicate that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I saw that was emblematic of how they may not have a choice this year, though. Oh no, we'll, Trey started we'll see. this year. Trey I started. mean, yeah, I mean, they, from what they were talking yesterday, they were like, "Oh, yeah, Brock's coming back." Well. Well, he hasn't made up his mind about what he's going to do. We'll see about that. We'll see. All right. And even if he does come back, what is he when he gets That's back? That's question. Right. Is he you know on the same kind of arm strength or less? Anyway, we'll get if to Brock. That was let's talk about, let's talk to let's talk about, let's give me let's give Jimmy some flowers because he's gone. And I was trying to push him out the door for years. I finally get my wish. But you know what? He had his best he had a very good stretch this year and he won he had a bunch his best of games. year as a Niner. He did. He really did. He did. Yeah. Um one of these things is just thank you for thank you for being a friend. I feel like yeah, this is the Golden you. Girls. Like yeah. you know, travel down the road and back again. Like yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy got us out of a tough spot. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't have Jimmy, the seat, we talk about Brock, right? Man, what if we didn't have Jimmy with Trey? The, the, yeah. the season, the season would have been over in week two. Yeah. Um. I feel like for for all of the things that we know about Jimmy, uh, he still came through for us being the consummate professional. That matters. That matters. Also, he was the original scapegoat of Kyle Shanahan, which we know is not an easy job. Kyle doesn't take blame. He puts it on the quarterback, and Jimmy just pretty much took it without ever complaining publicly and did a, did the best of his ability. Did the he job takes the best it in stride. Ability. He, he does. So you got to give him credit for that. Now, he will say once in a while that his plays suck, but you know what? He's he's, he's human. He's human. He takes it in stride. Um, What I will say is that, uh, Jimmy, you may have messed up because now we got tape on what it looks like when you really are trying. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now we we got tape on what it looks like to know um, when you're not looking off people or when you're trying to run run those extra yards. Truth be told, this – I mean, I'm going to just be honest. Part of the reason why I feel like Jimmy got hurt is because he was trying to run. And, um, and he was trying to put – he had a little bit too much dip on his chip. You know, he, he, I'm going to be honest with you. Jimmy was playing out for, – for the talent and for what Jimmy yeah. has given us over six years, I think it's pretty safe to say that Jimmy was playing outside of himself at, at certain points of the season. Not mm. making mistakes, not missing reads, not yeah. throwing picks, getting yeah. the ball out when, uh, without managing the game. Like, whoa! Man. Come on. Whoa, who are you? Yeah, where's yeah. this guy coming and, from? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like he, he flew a little too close to the sun and he got burnt. It is what Honestly, it is. Honestly, when, yeah, when he got hurt, all he had to do was go down. Go down. But he was trying, but hey, to his credit, he was trying to get the Niners back in field goal range. Hey, give him credit for that. Um, but yeah. I hope he gets paid or whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. talk Brock. Well, he's the only, I mean, outside of Brock, outside of Christian McCaffrey, he's the yeah. only person that you really can't, you know. I mean, we know the story. What are we going to do? Yeah. You know, run the tape. 
you know, like yeah. this kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as far yeah. as um, just, I don't even want to talk about him getting better. He's hurt. Um, so we. Need- All I want to say is, Brock, don't let the Niners influence your decision. Do what's best for you. Do the right thing, w- 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 because this is the most important decision of your life so far. What you do right from now. a football standpoint. Forget the Niners from a yeah. football standpoint. If we're talking yeah. to Brock, yeah. Brock, the Niners aren't the only people who saw you do what you did at That's the true. end of this season. That's true. That's do true. not get leveraged. Take care of yourself. Thank okay? you. Okay. The Thank rest you. of the football world saw you too. Do yeah. not double down on a bad situation just to get Thank what you're you. eventually going to get down the road. Okay. Right. Just to please Kyle or whatever or John or Jed. You know what I'm saying? Because if you come back in six months like they want you to and your arm isn't as strong, they will chew you up and throw you out and be like, ah, he's not what he used to be. Sorry. And you you'll feel be like an idiot. Male. You'll be yeah, yesterday's you'll feel like, why male. did I do this? They So make sure you're, you're, you, you talk to people you trust who are on your side with this. Yeah. 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 Independent. Don't yeah. rush back, man. Don't rush back. Nope. And I know we nope. all want our guy and we want to be able to look on camp and whatever, yep. but if Brock comes back in six months and he's not healthy, I mean, th- that's going to be catastrophic, yep. you know? And you can't yep. sit here and talk about how much you like the kid and how much you love his story and how much you're mm. behind him, but not want the best for him on a human level. You know what I'm saying? So, And if, if the Niners really think he's special, if they think they have something here and he could become a, a good top-level quarterback for him, then the, his future freaking matters. Don't just That's rush true. him back for, you know what I'm saying? This, this could be true. your franchise quarterback, right? That's true. So be careful here. Yeah. Uh, anything I else we need to say about these guys? Uh, No, man. I, I'm, you know, as far as they, they were kind of the star of the show, but not really. They, they, were they got hurt. hurt. And then and then John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan said yesterday that essentially Trey needs to prove he can stay healthy. Uh, Jimmy's had injury issues, but Brock does a great job of uh, maintaining his durability. Guys. It doesn't seem like the organization is going to give you too much. It's on your own. I think protecting yourself is your job. So as long as you know that that's the expectation. Yeah, luck. I mean, we treat our quarterbacks like SF operators, man. Like you, the we're, training replaceable. Is, yeah, you're you're a running back. Yeah. Next man up, and maybe that's the case. Let's let's give these guys a, a collective grade for what they did this year. A A plus. I have to. We say don't so. have a season. We don't have a season without those sacrificial lambs. We don't. We don't have a season unless Trey goes down, Jimmy comes up. Jimmy goes down, Brock comes up. Brock goes down, and then uh, uh, Josh Johnson. Like um, this I'm game, leaving is Josh Johnson out of this. He shouldn't have been in this group. I'm sorry, Josh, but you, he never should have been part of this. They said, yeah, but you, but you know, we talked about this. Grant, yeah, he's played 15 years, bro. I know. Like I know. What were we thinking? I, 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 I like, yeah, he's got paid. Yeah, exactly. He's not playing it's true. For free. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Come get your mom says, LOL, Grant, I cracked up when you mentioned D-Lo's, you played me. That literally is the Niners anthem, never trusting Kyle again. The coach doesn't know it because it's a it's a Bay, it's an Oakland uh, classic, but do you know D-Lo? No-ho? 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 D-Lo. I don't give a about no-ho. No-ho. You know what? See, see, you don't no. see the East Coast just doesn't know about them West Coast slaps. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I got to put you on. D-Lo's like 37 now. He, I don't think he's making music anymore. Can we sp- skip special teams, or do you want to say anything about Mitch Wisnowski real quick? Nah, they're kickers. Cool. Just don't mess All right. up. Don't mess up. Let's talk head coach Kyle All right. Shanahan. All right, let's do this. All right, so. Uh, First, the good. All right, the good is, yeah. is you matched last year's output. 
yep. uh, under much tougher circumstances. So that's the good. Um, right. The good yeah. is is that you were able to um, make moves in the middle of the season to yep. sustain your defense, uh, make moves in the middle of the season to sustain the offense. Uh, off, offense was ranked top five, top ten in the league consistently. Um, and you pretty much Im- imposed your will and your identity on the entire league. It's, they didn't turn the ball over this year? They freaking they protected really the, the football? And kind of funny, you did actually did good on challenges this season. Um, <laughs> actually, you, well, irony of ironies. Irony of ironies. It's true. It's true. It's the truth. It's true. You it's know, true. Call it crazy. But Until the very end. But yeah. Well on challenges. And call it crazy. Much better decision making on fourth downs. Or yep. going for it on fourth downs. Um, yep. So as far as uh, coaching the team is concerned. Um, I feel like that's embedded. They have a good culture. You know, it's kind of humming right now when you're six years in um, as far as what the building is. Uh, yeah. Also, that, that 12-game winning streak was just – I mean, it, they were a machine during that. They weren't squeaking out wins. They were, And, and also, that stat about how no one won a game after facing the 49ers, like – 15 and this 0. Was a, that's, Yeah, th- this was a very impressive team in a lot of ways. And what they could accomplish for those three months – um, was remarkable. They looked that's like the a identity part, yeah. right, Grant? Yeah, that's the identity yeah. part where it's kind of yes. like when you when you have fifteen teams not win games after they play sixty minutes with you. Like, that's emblematic. Who does of, that? Yeah, come on, man. So uh, as far as as far as the edict of the team and the direction that we're going, you you can't be happy enough as an owner, right? You 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 attained a level of performance that was as high as any team in the league this year, and you you, you kept it going for three months. It's very yeah. impressive. It's very, very impressive. impressive. Very yeah. impressive. And, and you were doing it with a rookie quarterback or, a, or guys who were not getting the reps in, in freaking training camp. You gave all your reps to Trey Lance. He went down, and then other guys came in, and you made it work with yeah. with with uh, freaking coaches who were not on the team last year. A lot of this stuff this year. I was just about to say, while losing yeah. major coaches from a year yep. ago, like yep. for you to be able to match that level of success with brand new coaches and to seemingly not miss a beat. Uh, and to let's be real, they they actually, if you look at the season, they finished the season better than they did last year, right? They mm-hmm. played in the playoffs better than they did last year. They mm-hmm. did, you know, um, notwithstanding our last game. Uh, right. as far as our as far as our offensive output, that's true. That's true. Yeah, as far that's as true. our offensive output, we actually points. passed yeah. the ball more than we did last year. Um, mm-hmm. so we're we're as far as you know, numbers are concerned and where the team is standing. If you want a winning ball club, Kyle Shanahan is your guy. But also, you know. it, it felt like he finally got a, a combination of skill players and a quarterback that's allowed his his offense to reach Atlanta uh, levels for the first time in San Francisco. Like he really had a juggernaut of an offense going there for a couple months. Like they I want to say, yeah, no before, before, yeah, um, for yeah. a couple of months. For a couple of months, the offense was moving in a way that I've never seen it move. Right, as far as yep. just consistent points yeah. you know and yeah consistently putting up points on teams i, I haven't seen yeah. anything like that since like 19 yeah. touchdowns and, and not 19, field goals i mean all of it yeah even at 19 yeah. we were doing it with our defense we weren't doing right. it with our offense that's true um, and, and long runs by moster like it, that 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 moster stuff was crazy people forget how how random that was all of a sudden he was like freaking barry sanders but this year it was like it was just a legitimately balanced 
explosive offense, no matter who they went to. Debo went down and they were scoring 30 points. I mean, it was crazy. Okay, that's enough though. So (laughs) at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he got to the NFC Championship game again, but he couldn't get, he couldn't exceed his output from last year. He essentially did what he did two, same thing two years in a row. Um, and, and what's frustrating is we all feel like he's got the team or he's got a great team. He's right. got the experience. You know, he had the quarterback, even though he was a rookie. And a, at a certain point, the expectation is that he's going to need to finish the job. And he didn't finish the job again this year. How, what would you say about that? Well, the way it ended, essentially. The way it ended. Because it was going uh, well, great. The way it ended, the way it ended, you know, what what can you do? Um all right, yeah. so on, I want to touch on a couple of things. On one hand, sure. everybody wants to say, um, why don't you have your emergency why don't you have your emergency quarterback ready for a situation like this? You know what I'm saying? Well, you ain't putting out no building fire with a goddamn extinguisher. It's not happening. Um you know, and that's what we were. You know, we were a building on fire. We had a team with absolutely no quarterback against not just an average team. But one would say pretty much the best team that we've only faced, that we not only faced, but in the NFL that we've seen on defense. Um, uh, I think that you can't you can't look at you can't look at that game and honestly distinguish good from bad because that defense had their ears pinned back once Brock Purdy was hurt. Um, and if we're going to look at a coach, a coaching standpoint is I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'll be the first one to admit it in, in on earth. I thought that was a catch. I didn't think that wasn't a catch. Even when I saw Devonte, or even when I saw Devonte Smith pop up, there was nothing about, I, I just thought that they were trying to hurry up to get the red zone going. Cause they were down mm-hmm. there. I had no idea that it wasn't a catch. Right. Um, and in those moments, you have to ask yourself as a coach, is this about me winning, right? Or is this about me protecting my football team? Um, people forget that for for as great as that defensive front for Philly was, the secondary is just as good, if not better. And, and what are we going to do throwing the ball against that secondary? That game would have been 50-something to nothing. If we're throwing the ball and and not getting what we're what we honestly were doing is just trying to run the ball out and get out of there as fast as possible to get the team down. And you don't want to see somebody get hurt. You don't want a a team that's ready to go to the Super Bowl, catching picks, blindsiding cats, trying to run down things. You you don't want a free for all in a situation like that. Here's here. Let me say something. I'm not asking you or us to blame Kyle Shanahan for the loss of the in the NFC Championship. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he's the head coach. His job is to finish the job, seal the deal. He didn't this year. And so now as he goes into his seventh, he's not going to get fired. As he goes into his seventh year as the head coach of the 49ers, what would we like him to focus on, improve at, so that next year he does get over the hump? Is there something he can do a little bit better or a little bit differently? Because I know his attitude is he's the best, it's bad luck. If, as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, eventually it'll go his way. I think that he could tweak something. He could, he could improve some places. Do you feel he could? No. Wow. Uh, and I'm a, It's the and one I'm, person on the team you don't give any notes to. 
No, this is not. It's not that. It's not that he can't. It's not that there's nothing that he can improve on. But as as a head coach, I'm not gonna sit here and look at a guy who went to two NFC championships back to back and talk to him about what he can do to win one more game. Right? What? You're like, who's the ex? Who's the okay? Who's the expert on that? Who's the expert? You know what I'm saying? Who's the expert on the two game season? Right? And and. And I think when I watch that, when I watch that game, all right. So let's get persnickety, all right. Well, if you don't want to give Kyle notes, I'll give him notes. I got notes for him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. Got him ready. I got some notes. They're fair. I'm not gonna kick him in the groin. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that how do you have? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't want the show to get off the rails, but let's talk about it. All right. People were calling for Kyle Shanahan's job less than a week after the type of season that we had. If you can be on the cusp of having a historical season, like going to the Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback, whilst having your team playing on that level, how do you lose one game and traverse all the way back to let's decide or whether or not this guy should be fired. I don't understand that. Help I mean, me. it's the same thing with, with Jim Harbaugh. Like, look at Jim. Jim's in his 60s. But I think it's pretty much accepted right now that Jim's never going to win a championship. Not in college. Not in the NFL. He's going to be in the mix. His team's always going to be hella good. But there's something that's just not there with Jim Harbaugh. And he's not going to get it done. He's not going to finish the job. Maybe you disagree. I don't think he will. And I feel like now Kyle's 20 years younger than Jim and he has more time, but I'm starting to get that vibe with Kyle too, that he is good. He can get a team to the top four, maybe the top two, but there's something missing and he's never going to win the whole thing. I can't prove it. It's how I feel. And that's why I'm saying there are some things I'd like, like, let's start here with Kyle. I feel like he's gotten into this rhythm now the last two years where they start slow, they get hot, and they think it, it like that's their formula. I don't know, man. I think you need to get that number one seed. I think that's got to okay. be the goal. Start start sooner. Find a way to start sooner because if this game were in, at Levi's against Philly, it could have been a whole different game. They, they destroyed the Packers in the NFC Championship game at home. He won the NFC Championship in Atlanta at home. I think – I'm not saying like be a different coach or throw out play action – just find a way to start a little bit sooner because I almost feel like he's telling himself we can take it easy at the beginning of the season. We can ramp up. Nah, fuck that. Don't do that okay. ramp up shit. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Nothing disrespectful. Uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So with, with, with new yeah. information, I am, with right. new information, I, right. I, I can change my opinion. Okay. So okay. With, okay. Okay. with that information, with that information, I would, I would challenge, I would challenge Kyle to be a little bit more standoffish with the team. I do feel like he's a little too buddy buddy with the team. There you go. I like um, that. I like that. I like that. I like if that. we're gonna stay there and be fair, um uh what I have a problem with with how he deals with the team is he's the offensive coordinator and he's the head coach. And mm-hmm. I think that it's high time for Kyle to make the distinction. Mm. Um, I like that. I, this is going to be I like very that. hard. Right, you pulled it out of me, goddamn. I like that. Okay, I like that. Okay. No, but that's a good distinction. I'm not yeah. your friend. I'm not the coordinator. I'm the head yeah. fucking coach. I'm the head. Sorry. Coach. Yeah. And I feel like when you get a head coach, the thing about coordinators are coordinators are like uncles, right? Yeah. They want to be yeah. cool. They want to yeah. be. I'm. Yeah. I'm not really the coach, but I'm a coach, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And 
with yeah. that, you get ingratiated by the guys because you're consulting with the guys because guys yeah. like you because yeah. I can get you the ball. I can get yeah. you open. I eat. Yeah. I can get you paid. You're the good cop. Right? You're the good cop. Right. So coordinate. So Kyle likes to ride that fence. He likes to ride that offensive coordinator, head coach fence. And because of that, I feel like there are players on the team who see it, Jimmy Ward, and they they see like, I'm not playing this game with you. You're not going to you're not going to bro me up when you want to give me bad news. But when you want to tell me good news, then all of a sudden I'm going to be your guy and put your arm around me. Players can see that, and they yep. sense it. Um, yep. And if we're going to talk about uh, tenor, as far as uh, this pattern, that's getting a little old. If we could talk about, if we could talk about, you know, people on the team's persona getting a little old, we could talk about Kyle's persona. That's getting old. You need to make the clear distinction on whether or not you want to be the head coach of this team or you want to be the uncle of this team. You want to be the cool offensive coordinator. All right. So really good point. Because, I wouldn't have thought of that. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I like because that. Because head coaches make decisions that are going to be unpopular. Unpopular. I'm not, yeah. And I'm not here to say that Kyle doesn't make those decisions, but right. I see a little bit of too much like nepotism. The lines are a little too blurry on this team on who's who. Yeah. And yep. there needs to be a clear delineation of either you're the head coach now when we play games or mm-hmm. you're the OC later when you're getting the game plan together. But what you need to do is you need to make a decision on if you're going to call games, if you're going to call call plays during games, then you need to have somebody else on the coaching staff handling some game time duties. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Last thing with Kyle. You pulled uh, it out of he, me. Last thing we need to address with Kyle, uh, and this is controversial, but they can't go through four quarterbacks again. So, Kyle, like, I'm not saying it's all your fault. Jimmy should have gone down. There needs to be something. You need to make some type of uh, an adjustment or you have to make this a priority in some way. That uh, Pass protection. It has to be more of a priority in terms of the personnel you get or your play designs or your matchups that you're um, putting setting up. I th- this has to be more of an emphasis. I don't know how he wants to do it. I'm open-minded, but you, you can't just tell me that this isn't a coincidence. If you tell me that, I'm pissed. Tell me that it's a, that it's an emphasis, and it's yeah. going to be more of an emphasis this year, and I'm good. You got to say um, that. Tell me. Look at me in the eyes, Kyle. Yeah, and, and one of the things about Kyle that I just wish he would really stop doing is understanding that the key of a good listener is acknowledging and validating. You know what I'm saying? Like, acknowledgement and validation. Like, I acknowledge what you heard, and I'm validating you by listening to you. And when you have somebody ask you a direct question, not only a direct question, but a question that all of us want to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you answer it in such a bad way, it tells me two things. One is that you did it on purpose, and two is that you weren't prepared. Like, you didn't didn't think that you were going to get asked this, you know what I'm saying? And I, not I, only I, I, you, you, you think you we're did, that scared of you that we're not going to ask you? Like, come on. Come and if on. you did, this is what you came up with? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? He just thought we were so intimidated we wouldn't ask the question. Well, you know, I, you know I'm an asshole. I, yeah. I'm, come on, man. Your free and, safety and, said so. 
it, it's 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 beyond me how he keeps playing this cat and mouse game with the media like he's not going to be held accountable. It's like, bro, when you answer questions in a huff and when you answer questions as if, how dare you ask me this? It's a disservice to the people's jobs who are asking you those questions. Okay. It's also a disservice to the fans and the, and the players and the team. When he went through and was like, I'm sorry, Josh Johnson bounced his head off the turf. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. Do you understand how that sounds right now? Like, it doesn't sound like you're sorry. He's taking it's, his ball it, and going home. You're yeah, taking like, ball dude, and don't do it. And you look at, at John that. Lynch's face when he's talking. He's like, ooh, that's not the tone we're trying to strike here. Okay, okay that's enough. All right. that's Don't do that. End of, yeah. You yeah. can't be sitting behind the desk with a salt and pepper beard whining like a child. You can't do that. Get it together. Okay. Hey, look, thank you for going there with me. I, I, I do want to point out that we spent much more time on this section praising Kyle than uh, criticizing him. I Let's tried. Give him a, hey, you did good. Uh, I had to praise him. You had to criticize him. We both extended ourselves. What yeah, was you? We what did. would we did? What would you uh, give him? What would you? How would you grade this year for Kyle? It's a hard one, right? How do you grade it? It's so hard because in the one scale, it's like on the pass fail grade scale. That's like you had one job. On the other on the other hand, there's so much context in the season. He did so many good things. It's a tough one. It's a hard it's one. It's almost like uh taking one of these tests where it's like conceptual learning. Like yeah. it's like we don't it's pass fail and if you do so good during the test, we pass yeah. you. But if you do so good during the test, we fail you. Um like in the one sense it's a fail. In the other sense it's like a A minus. It's an A minus slash F. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, look what he did with his – what could he do with quarterbacks that he didn't prepare with? Look what he did with – he had the best rookie quarterback ever. Like, he gets credit for I feel for like we're shit. grading him on two scales, though. Yeah. I feel like we grade him on the scale of what the team did, and yeah. we grade him on the scale of how he did it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So what the team like, did was – fe- like, fell short. But how, yeah. But the story was amazing. It's like, yeah, it's tough. We're one. the only team yeah. in the NFL that could – dissect a win on how good or bad our coach did and still have a win that's true we, can, like, we did that for 12 still, weeks we yes. did it for 12 weeks yes yes yeah we yeah. all did it we dissected yeah. wins yeah. every week um so you could give it you could say it's a b plus it's like that's good but was nah, it good enough no nah, no nah, i don't know no, no. I, I would say i would give him a dead set a a dead set a and the reason yeah. why i would give him an a is because he was a coach of the year candidate he went deep into the playoffs with a rookie quarterback and won two games with a rookie quarterback. Okay. And right. And um, the offense ranked in the top five for the whole year. Um, And so did the defense. So you can't, I guess the reason I would be hesitant with that a is the way they lost the NFC championship game. Um, What what would you have wanted from him? Grant? What would you have liked to see in the NFC championship game? Um, Man, I felt like not chal- not even calling a timeout on that fourth and three was felt like you weren't really pre- you weren't really locked into that game. You weren't there yet. You weren't yeah. quite there. And it's like we talked about that, me and you, like, man, when we they did. do face the Eagles, like it's right away. It's when that game is literally starts. right away. Yes. So I don't think he quite got that. And then again, the way he scripted the his initial script, to me, he was trying to expose Reddick. Like he didn't think Reddick was that good because the week before they gave they they gave uh, Michael Parsons respect. They they looked at him as a game wrecker and didn't let him wreck the game. They didn't look but at Reddick as a game wrecker, and then they let him wreck the game. That's why I felt so good about this game because remember when I talked to you about Uchenu Uwosu, what he did to yeah. Tyler Croft in the first. Yeah, yes, Seattle? yes, yes, yes. 
Yes. And, yes. And I was you like, pointed it out there. You're like, yo, Tyler Croft is not a good blocker. Yo. Yes. Yo. I was telling you, I was like, I just watched four quarters of Uchino Owosu beating Tyler Croft's yeah. ass like a yeah. drum. Like, yeah. so yeah. I knew. So and then he was inactive the next week. And then in the NFC Championship game, he's heavily featured in the opening script. Again, so look, look, Kyle is an enigma, right? He can he can get to this level that only he and maybe Andy Reid can get. To. Like, very few quarter coaches get here. But then at the very end, it's like, whoa, dude, like, now like you get this. purgatory. Yeah, it's like, whoa, 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 like. You you pick now for this performance? Like, no! You can do so much better, and you did it the last six to 12 weeks. So I guess that's my question with Kyle. What is he going to do in the biggest games of his career? What is he going to do? And this one was troubling for me. But do you, do you grade a guy on the, on the final grade? On the final? It was, it was the final, right? Going... This is a dude who had like a 99 in the class and then freaking okay. bombed the final. It's like, dude, All right, so you, let's do it. you're my so best student. It. You're my let's best student, it. Kyle. You let's bombed the it. final. Yeah, let's yeah. Let's do it. With new yeah. information... I will change my opinion. Okay. Okay. If we're going to go with the seasons, you have to rank him as one of the top coaches in the league. He's not great. He's good. Okay. Yes. Uh, He is. But styles make fights and everybody has a story. And Kyle's story is that he struggles in big games. Yeah. And and this by far was the worst big game he lost. I mean, the game was over before it started. So, if we're one, if we're gonna talk about calculus, right? Because yep. this is chess; it ain't checkers. <laughs> then Kyle gets. A, I would go. I would go B. I would go B yep. plus. Fair. I would go That's B fair. plus for the year. That's fair. That's um, fair. He he does get credit you know for that twelve game win streak. When you lose, when you lose a game like that, there's nobody that nobody wants to talk to but the head coach. Yep. Yeah, and so, you know what? He's gutted. The whole team is gutted right now. They're not. Last gutted. year, they were like, man, that, what a, what a great season. Came so close. Could have gone either way. Let's be positive. This is like, Got oh it. my god, what the fuck happened? Got it. How did I was, that happen? I was fucking done, yeah, bro. yeah, it. yeah. Got it. That's a tough one. And you know what? Maybe that's what they need. Last year, it was too much of like, let's be happy. Nah, man, fuck that. You could have won it. You didn't win it. Like, let it fuel you. Maybe this is what the Niners need to come out and just kick ass the entire season and not just three months of it. Maybe this is I'm- what they need. I am really behind that, Grant. I, I, I really believe that, the, to be honest, it got to be in you and not on you, yeah. right, as far yeah. as identity is concerned. And there are times where I felt like we were wearing our identity instead of having it in us. And Especially feel, the last month of the year. The last month of the year, we were reading our own newspaper clippings. And I feel like we got a dose of reality on one of the biggest stages. And for a moment, you could almost say that these guys pretty much – if you ask them, they'll probably tell you that there was only one team that they respected, which was the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? And now I think you got a little bit of dose of reality of you ain't the only team that want to whoop ass to win games. You know what I'm saying? There's other yeah. physical teams out there. Philly is so, – yeah, yeah. The Niners are telling themselves they're the most physical team in the league. You had not faced Philly yet. Now you know what the other physical team is like. And they, right. frankly, they got you in the trenches on both sides. So now you've got something to measure yourself up against. And I think, again – if they, the Niners are going to be better. They should be better next year. Philly should be worse. That game should be mm-hmm. in Santa Clara next year. The Niners should win it. We I, got worked I, over. We got worked it, yeah. over. It's the truth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That was an old style yeah. ass whooping. They got us. Uh, it felt like it a hurt. like a boxing match that was over in the first round because one guy just held his hands too low. It was just I like mean, we, it was it was twelve caught. rounds of body blows, man. It was twelve it just, rounds of body blows. It was nothing yeah. you could do about it. Um, and that's true. Uh, 
and from a coaching standpoint, you know, I know I kind of rambled on the game because I just had PTSD, man. But um, <laughs> honestly, uh, at, from a coaching standpoint, you really are thinking about getting your guys out healthy. Um, and, and you don't want nothing stupid to happen just because right. you're outmatched sure. and you really can't play a real game. Um, so, so hold on. Let's let's wrap it up with Kyle. We gave him a B slash B plus whatever. And I think that's a fair grade. But at the same time, what I think my point is, at a certain point, it's not good enough. B, B plus. It's good. And I'm sure a ton of teams will take it. But with this roster and this window, you, we, Kyle, we need an A next year. We need that. We need an a. And you know what that is? That's a Super Bowl victory. But you know what? Well, you got the team, man. You got the team. Do you have the quarterback? I don't know. It's on you. Keep him healthy. Keep him healthy. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, is every performance that is every performance by a head coach an A plus performance? No. No. I just feel like there are certain teams in certain leagues, and it, you, you, it come, happens all the time where they're like they're knocking on the they're knocking on the door, and they've been knocking on the door for five years, and eventually, if they don't get through, the coach takes the coach gets replaced, and they're like, well, right. The core seems to be good. We can't change much about this team. We can't change the coach. You see it in basketball all the time. Um, and that's my question with Kyle. Like, can you can you finish the deal? And you know what? Maybe he can. He's 40, what, three? He's got time. But I still think that would require a little bit of self-reflection. Self-reflection. Yeah. Um, self-reflection. Yeah. And, and this year, this year, I would I would this year for Kyle, I would just say, you know, figure out what you want to do in, you know. Look at start looking at some of the positions on the team that you think that you could do without, and just put a little bit more TLC into them. Like it's it's time for us to stop piecemealing the offensive line together. We got to like Thank really you. do something. Thank you. Can um, you can we get a, a good right side for the first time since Kyle's been here? You have you've had yeah, half an we, offensive line since you've been here, man. How about the yeah, right side? We got it. a good start, but a right tackle that line together. A center. Yeah. 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 I like that. So. Yeah. All right, Bronny side up says if Philly loses after playing us, what a stat. Yeah, honestly, if Philly loses the Super Bowl, the Niners could take credit for that. Big yeah. time. Uh, uh, Will Taylor was have... not 100% playing against us. They're gettable. No, he wasn't. Uh, I do think they're gettable. That being said, I, I think they're really, really um, talented. A lot of good players. Mm-hmm. Mike Mosley says the reason Kyle's job should be on the line is his complete arrogance. Can't run his quarterback up the middle. Can't win with a mediocre old line. Yeah, it's just the way he presents himself. Like if he went out yesterday and was like, look, man. It's not good enough. I got to find a way to get us over the hump. Everyone would be like, that's my coach. Yes. Yeah. But he, he just, didn't. I, and it, you know what I'm saying? But maybe I mean, private, maybe publicly like, he can't go there. Privately he feels that way. You know what I mean? Maybe publicly yeah, he's like, defensive. Privately he's introspective. I don't know. I see him I don't in know. interviews, man. And I just I honestly believe that he's just socially awkward, bro. Like, he that's just, possible. That is possible. That is possible. Yeah. yeah. He's not exactly John Lynch when it comes to yeah, uh, right? No, Which is why John Lynch John. is there. Kyle been coddled in the NFL his whole life. So have I. Taylor Allen says, any chance the Niners try to go after Tony Pollard on a prove-it deal coming off injury with our instability at running back behind CMC? I don't think it's spend more on, on running back, but I do like Tony Pollard. I, I like him a lot. It's just cover. not how we do business at the position. I also like Kenneth Gainwell. Oh, from Philly? I liked him. He was explosive. Now, he had some big uh, lanes to run through. G- Kyle gives the media and Reddick equal respect. <laughs> I mean, Kenneth Gainwell What did he have uh, against Reddick? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, he he learned for three years uh, saying to give Kyle ultimatum to be OC. Yeah, man, that was I think one of your most one of your best insights today that he needs to pick and the difference between a head coach and an offensive coordinator. I've never been on a football team, so those it's are things. Time. It's yeah, time. It's time. 
promote someone and be the head coach that you need to be. I love it. Yeah, it's time because it's too. It's it. it he plays between it, and sometimes yep. I think from a media standpoint. You guys don't know when you're asking him offensive coordinator questions right. as a, a head, head coach, coach and asking him head coach questions as an offensive coordinator. And what he does is he answers you on the other end of that spectrum to, right. to, to evade. To deflate. Right? To deflate. Yeah. yeah. He can play both sides. Yeah. Hey, this was a great show. I really enjoyed Thank it. You, uh, you carried this. Thank you so much. We did very little prep. This was all off the dome. This was Yeah, this was off the cuff. Yeah, this was good stuff, man. Coach is, is a legit coach. Um, I'm a legit uh, YouTuber. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Quality control this is what it looks like. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I don't know when I'm going to do the cone phone. Either later today, I'm going to take a nap. I'm tired. But, or, or tomorrow. I promise. I swear to God, I'm going to do the, the cone phone this week. So bear with me, guys. Thank you, Coach. No problem, bro.